Today on the program, your mother sucks cocks in hell. It's the Exorcist. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me today is the pea soup to my vomit, Anthony. <laughs> what are you doing? That's, the vomit was pea soup, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made up of pea soup. Yeah, I don't know. I just always try to find some silly introduction. I like I like that I'm getting reactions out of you with that, because then I spend the next episode just <laughs> laughing at whatever you say. So at least I get mine in first. Um, yeah, that opening line, your mother sucks cocks in hell. A hell of a line for a 12-year-old girl to say. Right. But uh, funny story about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So many years ago, back in Manhattan, I was in a band called Pazuzu Cabbage. Pazuzu is the demon from this movie. Uh, I I knew it was a demon. Yeah, I I mean, it was in the the book. (laughs) Um, They never said it by name, but yeah, Pazuzu is the... The demon that possesses Reagan in this. And so that was where I was just, I was like, Susan, that was kind of a cool band name. And then uh, the bassist was all about this uh, Jimmy Page interview, you know, like, that's why Zeppelin 4 doesn't have the band name on it and uh, just the symbols. It doesn't have the, you know, it's like, he wants the music to speak for itself. It shouldn't matter who, like, the band name doesn't matter. You could call your band fucking Cabbage. As long as the music's good, then it'll work. So we took. Pazuzu and and Jimmy Page's idea of cabbage and I just assumed that it was the Pazuzu was a demon and the cabbage was just like the like you call it devil's lettuce. I just oh, assumed there that. You go. <laughs> I mean that would have been a shorter story. <laughs> what do you guys smoking? Little Pazuzu's little cabbage. Pazuzu, little Pazuzu cabbage, man. Uh that would have been a better thing to say when people are like, What's your band name mean? We gotta go on this big tirade about Jimmy Page interviews and shit. Uh, no, but so th- back in the days of MySpace even is how fucking long ago this was. But you know, we were talking with some band from Wichita. Via MySpace Messenger, or I don't, I don't even remember how. I think he just left comments on people's walls, or fuck, however MySpace worked. And they're like, "All right, we're coming to Manhattan." Blah 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 blah. Uh, Pazuzio, I get it, The Exorcist. And the bassist was logged on that time and replied to this person with, "Your mother sucks cocks in hell." <laughs> trying to quote the movie and tie into our band name, ha 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 ha, not knowing that that person had just lost their mother like a few days prior <laughs> to this interaction <laughs> no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, even more like the movie like <laughs> just like Ooh, oh god okay <laughs> we gotta change our names we gotta move to another state like you, why would you say that to somebody <laughs> well i just the, the thing i have with that quote or them saying that is just like, your, your mother sucks dicks in hell which would mean that there are dicks getting sucked in hell so hell doesn't sound all that bad. I mean, all right, so I'm sitting in a lake of fire, at least I'm getting some head. <laughs> I mean, she ain't great looking. It's an old lady, but you know. Doesn't matter. Got blown. It's probably demon dicks. Oh, gross. Spiky and poisonous, or I don't know. Demon dicks can't be good. I don't know. It sounds like a hockey team. <laughs> this weekend, we're going to beat the demon dicks. <laughs> Mighty Ducks 3, Demon Dicks. 
the Mighty Ducks versus the Demon Dicks. <laughs> yep. Oh, Emilio, what are you going to do this time? Um, anyway, today, after all of that, we are talking about The Exorcist from 1973, directed by William Friedkin. What a last name that is. But written by William Peter Blatty. Blatty wrote the novel and the screenplay. Um, I have read the novel. It's pretty fucking intense for sure. Uh, it's also was based off of a true story he heard about. It was a boy that got possessed. I want to say in fuck, Connecticut or something. I don't remember the state, but I think I'd heard that it was based on a yeah st- a true story or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty details. Pretty big air quotes on true story, but. <clears throat> At least enough people thought genuinely that this kid was possessed and could be like the doctors tried to tell the mother in this, like they believe so strongly they're possessed that you have to do an exorcism. You know, it's all power of the mind. But either way, that's that's what happened. And so William Peter Batty based his book on it. Yeah, I think there's a while there where I was reading, uh, maybe it was after I watched this movie or something, where I was like looking a bunch of stuff up, trying to get real. I mean, there's a bunch of uh, stuff written about actual... Or exorcisms yeah. and things like that. So it's not uncommon. I think it was more common, like I said, back before in yeah, the movie, before, say back mo- before they knew had much mental health or knew much about mental health. Yeah, before modern science really became a thing. I mean, they used to, well, obviously you're acting weird because you got demons in your brains. Drill a hole in there and let them out. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that used to be the advanced medical. <laughs> the irony is it was the church that was doing these exorcisms, and it was also the church that was stopping progress of of health and science (laughs) and stuff like that where it's like no there's a lot of business in this exorcism we gotta we gotta keep the medical field down (laughs) big exorcism (laughs) lobbying we don't want to give up this exorcism money that's for sure hell nah man pope needs a new golden toilet um so william peter blatty actually was on groucho marx had a tv show called you bet your life i don't know the premise of it i didn't give enough of a fuck to look up the show but you can win money on it. So he won $10,000 on the show, and Groucho Marx asked him, well, what do you plan to do with your winnings? And he said, well, I plan to take time off and work on my novel. And here we go. <laughs> this was his novel. And <laughs> I haven't read it. I need to read it. Uh, it's pretty. It was a good read. I, I think it was in high school when I read it, because I worked at the library. Fucking, what was I going to do? Work? <laughs> Fucking, um, but... Uh, yeah, it was a fucking intense read. There's a lot, like a lot of the creepy shit that happens in the movie is tenfold. Like they didn't have, he didn't have to obviously water it down for anything to try to worry about a X rating or NC seven, you know? Right. Yeah. So he could really just go hog wild. <laughs> um, some of which I'll, I'll kind of point out as it comes up, but uh, also because he won the money, that's why you know the the detective or the lieutenant that's going around investigating is always asking people to movies, and when they ask about the movie, he just makes up random shit. I don't know. That's his that's his thing. <laughs> but he's like, oh, we're gonna go see this movie. Oh, what is? It? Oh, well, it's uh, Othello played by Groucho Marx. So he gets like a little shout out. Hmm. Uh, Groucho Marx definitely never played Othello. He was not a Shakespearean <laughs> actor. I I didn't pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah, he does it a few times to people, but that's so that was I guess a little doff of the cap. Little uh, thanks, Groucho, for funding the novel. <laughs> and so, um, this movie fucked a lot of people up when it first came out. I mean, it was banned, not even just in America. Usually, it's American Christians that are like <laughs> pearl clutching. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there were 
entire countries that wouldn't even allow this. Uh, there were places in England that wouldn't allow it, so they had exorcism bus trips where a bus full of people would get on and go to the wherever the next little fucking county so that, just places it wasn't all of england it was not all of england just oh. like or like certain counties wouldn't allow or i don't know what they fucking they don't have counties i'm sure they have their own name but uh, i don't know bergs or some shit <laughs> 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 they would like get a bus full of people and go over the next fucking town where they weren't as strict hmm. and yeah like a little they had to like go leave england and go to like wales or <laughs> yeah we got to get on a boat <laughs> or, or go to scotland or no, we had the well that's all part of the island but yeah but yeah yeah wales yeah scotland i uh well northern ireland is and yeah, you'd have yeah. to get on a boat to go there yeah or planes it was the 70s yeah or planes, planes existed <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it was going to wales yeah but um so it was really fucked up. Paramedics were constantly called into theaters. People were passing out and having crazy reactions. Uh, Linda Blair had death threats. And so they... This is the 12-year-old girl? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Had death threats. So they... Act- it's not like people have changed any, though. I mean, it's yeah, the same, right? same, no shit. same shit going on. Poor little girl from the ring. Can't go out. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, they had to hire bodyguards. 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 Bodyguards for this poor girl after the release. So I was like, I'm hoping that came from the studio. Like, you made this girl do this movie. I mean, I guess didn't force her to do the movie, but that was the part. Like, yeah. she's getting death threats because of your movie, so you better finance the fucking security that she now has to have. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't have... It depends on her contract, I guess. <laughs> but a lot of, a lot of crazy reactions to this movie's coming out. Yeah, and like I think, I think it was like people were like either like starting to go to church. It made people start going to the Catholic church and stuff <laughs> again. Like, like, oh man, this is. So, I don't know. It's kind of like that movie, what the Passion of the Christ that came out. Like, mm-hmm. hear about that, and there'd be dudes that like left the movie theater and went to the police station and like admitted to their crimes and all oh. kinds of stuff like that. And like dudes that are like break down and tell their wives, Oh, I cheated on you and stuff like that. I was like, man, I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> that movie's the truth here. <laughs> Last thing I need is a conscience. <laughs> I, yeah, I went to see that by myself. Probably a big mistake. I mean, this was a packed theater. And then, you know, people were crying and like this lady behind me even was just fucking like openly sobbing and at the passion of the Christ. I'm like, this really is just gore porn. <laughs> like, I get you want to tell Jesus a story, but do we need to see his eyelids getting ripped off by a cat of nine tails? Like, we don't need to see that uh, shit. Yeah, no, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I, there was no part of it that I wanted to see no, anyway. I think I've, I've seen one or two movies by myself, and I think it was The Pick of Destiny. Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably drunk. Practically the same as the Passion of Christ. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> almost. Plus, you get meatloaf in that one, so yeah. way better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, after where I left, like, I, yeah, I was kind of like, holy fuck. You know, just kind of quietly walked to my car, drove over to the Todd house. Many listeners will, will know the Todd house and proceeded to get blasted drunk. <laughs> that was my response. I didn't go to church. I didn't go confess anything. I got wasted. <laughs> well, I mean, that was probably just because it was Thursday. Maybe it had nothing to do with the movie. I don't know. Yeah. It seems <laughs> I'm surprised that you're like, hey, I'm going to go check that movie out. But I don't, you know. I, I think there was just enough, like, hubbub around it. I was just like, let me see what the fuck it's all about. It's too, early, it's too early to start drinking. I'm going to check out a yeah, movie. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't a, oh, I, I have any religious fucking bones in my body. No, there wasn't any of that. It was just. Real what? popular date movie. Yeah. Like, what's it, like the Seinfeld episode where Seinfeld was making out with his girlfriend at Schindler's List. <laughs> oh, God. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. About about that level. Yeah. Um, so we open up on an archaeological dig going on in Iraq. I actually filmed on location. Um, they had to bring in a British crew because apparently the uh, the Iraqi film crews weren't up to snuff. I can't. I don't know. I don't know that much better about it. I don't know about before we started blowing them up. I said it was all right. (laughs) Well, yeah, there wasn't any bad blood. They just didn't have their shit together. Right. Uh, So they were like, okay, you can actually go and film at these legit archaeological digs. And there was like, yeah, there was a scene where Marin was walking around. I was like the guys praying. So there's temples and stuff. And they allowed it as long as the British film crew taught them tricks. Like, (laughs) how do you, how do you make movies? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is, that, <laughs> you know? is that a trick yeah <laughs> yeah like huh. okay what kind of studio trick are you want to know about uh how all of it I, <laughs> start to finish <laughs> like well and i don't like i know you see pictures of like iran during like the 60s and 70s and stuff and they're like skyscrapers and stylishly dressed western uh clothes and i think iraq was the same way you yeah, know we I'm, don't we like always, we think of them as like as you know being out in like I don't on the desert yeah like herding goats but I mean it, it, you know the, until religious fundamentalism and and American colonialism kind of took over they were doing fine you yeah know? <laughs> they were they were still people and advancing you know <laughs> like they were part of the world and aware yeah. of it they weren't it's, it's like a it's probably where we're heading yeah <laughs> <laughs> just religious fundamentalism lizing ourselves into into the past. Yeah, I mean, if they had their way. Go back to when they all had no choice but to turn to the church, and we controlled them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, a big old dig, you know, guys with pickaxes and shovels and all sorts of stuff, right? Got a big dig here. Got a big, got a big old dig. <laughs> um, but there's a kid running through it, and he goes up to this old guy. He's like, hey, they found something. They found something. And So here's Max Van Sydow. Uh, playing Father Marin, who, yeah, like we were talking about before we started, I just always assumed he was old as fuck. And then, yeah, he's still making movies in the 90s and 2000s. Like, how fucking old is this guy? He was goddamn 80 years old in 1973 making The Exorcist. How's Max Van? No, he was 43. Which really fucks me up, because I'm 42. (laughs) And he looks really old. He looks very old. Yeah, they had a a weird process where they, you know, like you can kind of pull on your skin and stretch it a bit. And so they'd stretch it out and put latex on it and kind of let it dry. So that way when I let a skin go and I went back, the latex would wrinkle up. (laughs) So that's how they gave him all these old man wrinkles. And apparently it was a very long awful process that he fucking hated doing. It's probably why Father Marin's not actually in this movie very much. No. But all. he plays an old guy really well. He does. Like, he has the, the mannerisms, you know, he's got to take pills, and he's got the shakes, and... Now oh, he died in 2020. Yeah. He made it. At made 90. It and he looked about like he did in this movie. <laughs> they really fucking called it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Marin goes, and... Uh, actually, this was supposed to be Brando. Yeah, I saw that, but but they didn't want to because then it would be a Brando movie. Yeah, that was a, the studio was like, yeah, okay, but you got to you got to put Brando in this, and Friedkin's like, no, because I don't want a Brando movie. I have like I want to make a, a fucking film here. I don't want everybody being like, oh, Brando. No, so he finally got his way. Um, it's probably good because then even more people would probably have been like, oh, I'm gonna go watch this Brando <laughs> movie, and they're like, what did I just fucking watch? <laughs> 
Brando, why would you make that movie? Why, Brando? <laughs> um, so, you know, the guys, he goes and these guy, guys are grouped around this little hole they dug open and found, you know, jewelry and arrowheads and usual, usual stuff. But he picks and he finds this little, like, carved head. Like, yeah, a little, little stone trinket, not, not like a head. head. Yeah, like a, <laughs> like a little idol thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, cuts to him at a cafe, shaking really bad, and he has to take these pills, so kind of hinting at a dodgy heart, probably, or some kind of health issues that he needs medication for. Um, and then he's in this guy's office, full of artifacts, statues, all this shit, and he's looking at this little head he found, and the clock stops suddenly. Yeah, it's like pretty obvious because it's tick-tock, tick And all of a sudden it stops, and then they look over at it even, like, just in case. Hey, everybody, did you catch that? Everybody out there in the theater? See it? Okay. Um, guy's saying, I wish you didn't have to leave, but it's like, dude, I'm old as fuck. I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm stopping clocks for God's yeah. sake. Like, <laughs> like, I'm outliving time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is a sign that my time is up. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want me dying in your office, I need to go. Um, yeah. So he stop, does stop by on his way out of town, stops by the dig site again. And it's weird because we're like he walks up and the camera's on his face and then it looks like a shadow kind of comes over his face like something moved. Yeah, you know. And so he looks up and there's a giant statue with it. I mean, the sun's behind it, so you just kind of see the, the silhouette of this big winged statue that apparently wasn't there just a minute ago because we saw the shadow growing. Is that so, is that what that insinuated? Was that that was? I, I don't know if it was because like yeah. He was just standing there, and yeah, all of a sudden the shadow falls across his face, like if somebody was walking up to him, but he looks up and there's just a statue there. So I'm like, uh, I guess that's supposed to like symbolize them releasing the demon. <laughs> his, I, I, I would imagine like that's why the clock stops, you know? Yeah. Because the little figure he found is, is Pazuzu, as is the statue. So this is like, now you've unleashed evil on, on Earth here. I mean, is he the one that is that the response? He was responsible for that. Is I that- believe, yeah. Now, how it gets to fucking Washington D.C. and possesses a twelve-year-old girl when he unearthed it in Iraq, I have no idea. I don't remember the book that well, but um, oh yeah, that statue had a raging heart on too. Oh yeah, well, Pazuzu likes to fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> Another can- reason we named her band that. No. <laughs> uh, oh, he is DTF. <laughs> Correct. He wants to fill you full of his demon semen. Demon semen. That was a Red Hot Chili Peppers lyric. I think I've brought that up on the show before. And Sir Psycho Sexy, he talks about demon in my semen. <laughs> Sounds like Anthony Kiedis. You know? <laughs> Flea's just in the background. Yep, 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 that happened. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. I was there when he did it. <laughs> I was like, man, don't dig that up, but he went ahead and did it. Nope. <laughs> um, these dogs start fighting all of a sudden. I, I don't know. They just, it's not like they're barking at the statue or sensing the evil. They just like start biting the shit out of each other and they're fighting yeah, each it's like other. You didn't hear them before, and now all of a sudden you can hear yeah. dogs fighting. And-, and so he's standing there looking at the statue, and we get the big shot of the statue on the left of the screen and him standing like there's a little kind of a crevasse, I guess, between them. The crevasse. The crevasse. There, the crevasse. <laughs> Fill it with your demon semen. Um, but it, Pazuzu's on one side and Father Marin's on the other side and they're like looking at each other. So it's pretty pretty blatant imagery about the showdown. And uh, pretty cool. I mean, it's a nice establishing shot. A lot of movies don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, no, it's... 
I mean, it's weird, but it's <laughs> like, dude, looking at a fucking statue. Okay. Yeah. I just make it weird. Every statue I see, I just make it weird just Damn. in case. Like this could be foretelling. I'm going to just yeah. watch it for a second. Like Anthony, you're, you're at the zoo and that's a monkey. Like, like, like you never, I haven't seen the real monkey yet. Yeah. It might, some shit might go down. And it might be thrown at me. Yeah. I don't know. Take, take a video from this over my shoulder. Yeah. Like, get, make sure you get a nice framed shot. Me and this monkey staring each other down. If any clock stop, let me know right the, away. Get the monkey boner in there. <laughs> Get my boner in there, too. (laughs) All right. Well, here's how you take all the scary out of The Exorcist. (laughs) Um, All right. So uh, as we have the the monkey boner showdown, as I will now forever call this scene, um, it fades to Georgetown in in D.C., not North Austin. Right. Because that is Georgetown also, right? Yeah. Um, I think most people outside of Austin would understand Georgetown. Georgetown. They would not immediately think (laughs) North Austin. North Austin. Yeah. But anybody around here would be like, oh, yeah, just off 35. Yeah. They should at least like call it like, like I know in Kansas, every town or, that they have that's like the same name as another town, they just, they, they pronounce it differently. So there's Arkansas, the state, and then there's like the river in Kansas is the Arkansas River. Yeah. And there's like Nevada, or, the state, and there's a town, I think it's actually in Missouri, and they call it Nevada. You know, like, oh yeah, just change it a little bit. Well, yeah, and then there's Arkansas City, but we just call it Ark, Ark City, City, so right. you don't confuse it. And even then, I think if they if they say the whole thing, they say it's Arkansas Kansas City. City. Yeah, and you're right. Which makes That's... it sound like an evil version of Kansas City. Like there's, there's Kansas City, <laughs> and then there's, there's Ark Kansas, Kansas City. City. And they just stare at each other like monkey boners. <laughs> Ark Kansas Kansas City is considerably smaller than Kansas <laughs> yeah, City. That would be a pretty quick fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damn it. Now, now I forgot what I was going to... Well, oh yeah. Abilene. Got a brain full of monkey boners. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, Abilene's the same though. We got Abilene, Kansas and Abilene, Texas. No, that's true. That's because... Be it's because Abilene is the bigger. I don't think it is the bigger one. <laughs> it, it, I, I've Abilene. been to both. Uh, Abilene, Kansas ain't much to brag about. World, it, It's got the Dwight D. Eisenhower Library. It does. And the Greyhound Library. Oh, yeah. The dog, the dog, the, dog, the, not right, the, bus. the dogs, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, uh, I got wasted in the bowling alley at Abilene. Yeah, you told me that story. <laughs> what was it, lady, what time is it? 4 30. What the fuck? Why didn't you kick us out of here? She's like, I haven't made this much money ever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah, just going to keep not. going. <laughs> I'm like walking around with one eye closed in a goddamn bowling alley. And she's, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did find out that. That was Abilene first. Abilene, Texas is after the fact. Uh, named after the one in Kansas. So we got that going for us. And the song Abilene, Abilene, prettiest town I've ever seen. Kansas. Yeah. Not about Abilene, Texas. Huh. So, yeah. This Abilene, whole, Kansas, is, it's a pretty area. It is a pretty Flint, town. Flint yeah. Hills and stuff. Uh, and it's a cool town. You know, I got, I got family there. Uh, got married there. Yeah. Uh, Abilene, Texas is a very small, like a full small town version of a meth house. That's it. <laughs> My buddy, he went That's up to Wichita is. Falls and he's like, he said, he said, I, I was like, well, what's Wichita Falls like? He's like, if, if I didn't know better and someone dropped me off in East Topeka, I would say it was East Topeka. Like, <laughs> and East Topeka is not, not the best not, part of Topeka. <laughs> like, it's not the two blocks of Topeka that you could consider the best part. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> block on the way in and the yeah. block on the way <laughs> Fuck out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah. and then Salina—that's just down the road. But then in California, they call it Salinas. Yeah. So 
Salina. The, the Abbott brothers made a song about Salina, Kansas. Who? They played the Abbott brothers. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, they 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 play there like every time they come through, they play at that auditorium downtown in Salina. Oh yeah, the it's not the Orpheum, is it? What is it? Something like that. I don't know. But yeah, that's where we saw. It's Tedeschi a good place. Trucks. I've seen a few few shows there. Yeah, I got to see Tedeschi Trucks there. It was a hell of a show. Um, and then but there's also Salina. They call it Salina. Texas, or maybe Salinas, there, so there's a river or something. Yeah. It's probably so, the right way to pronounce it. <laughs> right. Because then when we were on tours, I was like, all right, we got it. We're like, we're going to Hayes in the tour bus. Like, okay, so we get to Salina and then take a left. I'm like, nope, Salina, you fuck. <laughs> get it right. We're not in your crappy state anymore. Um, anyway, so Georgetown. <laughs> Beer burps, sorry. Beer burps. Um, we meet Ellen Burstyn. She plays Chris McNeil. I just call her Ellen through the whole notes. I don't know. She, she, she doesn't get her character name in this. Um, she hears the sound, right? A little rustling from somewhere. And she goes and like looks up and you get the little attic door. And she has the weirdest fucking townhouse. It's like each room is on a different level, basically. Yeah, it's a huge place. Like It's massive. Like you walk in and there's like kind of a greeting area, sitting room and a kitchen. But then you go upstairs and the first little floor... It's like her bedroom, and then you go up another little half stairs, and there's Reagan's bedroom up another one. You know, it's like everything is just based off of this one giant staircase. Um, <clears throat> so she goes up the stairs and kind of peeks at the attic door, but then goes into Reagan's room, and Reagan's just sleeping. Uh, the window's open. It's kind of cold, so she shuts the window, puts the blankets on, does the whole motherly thing. Goes downstairs to the kitchen. She has a whole staff, too. Yeah, she's a lady. They cook. must live there or something. Like they're there all the time. I don't know. I, they, they yeah, I, they well because at first we meet the two. Uh, I don't. I didn't get the one. There's a woman making bacon and eggs, and then there's this guy Carl. I only know that because she's like Carl. We got ants in the or ants, rats in the attic. And yeah. He goes, no, no, no rats. I, it's clean. I keep it clean. She goes, well then we've got clean rats. Just go get some traps. <laughs> and he's like, no. And she goes, just look. I fucking pay you. Go get the goddamn traps. Don't make me hit you again, yeah, Carl. Yeah, don't make me beat you, Carl. And he's like, okay, I'll go right now. And she's like, well, obviously not right now. The stores aren't open, you fucking idiot. Like, come on. <laughs> God damn it, Carl. And even the lady making eggs is like, not right now. <laughs> God damn it, Carl. Fucking mentally deficient Spider-Man. <laughs> That's a good, that guy did not look like, he looked like a mentally no. deficient Uncle Ben. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, the rice? No. <laughs> not wrong, Uncle Ben. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we got, uh, so we find out she's an actor. Like, she's, they don't actually live here. She's in town making a movie. It's, like, temporary. So, yeah. like, a place they're renting or something. But, yeah, she definitely has it. Because then we've, another, a uh, little while later, we have another woman, Sharon, who's, like, her personal assistant. Um, so, she's got, yeah, full staff here. Yeah. She's Sharon is hot. Yeah. And Ellen ain't too bad either. I mean, oh, once, no, no, no. Once she... Starts getting beat up by her possessed daughter and freaking out. Eh, a little less so, you know. A little bit of makeup, maybe a good nap. Do her, <laughs> do her just fine. But well, I can. She's under a lot of stress <laughs> yeah, at that point. Like she's a lot less concerned about her appearance by halfway through this movie. Kitty Once, Kitty Wynn is it, the name of the assistant. I, yeah, Sharon. Sharon. That's the actress yeah. that plays Sharon. Yeah. Doesn't look yeah. like she was in a whole lot else. Uh this if this could have been like her first break, and she's probably like, I don't. I don't want to make movies anymore. <laughs> well, she was in The Exorcist too, so obviously it didn't drive her away too much. <laughs> well, fuck. There goes my whole theory. Uh, yeah, the making of this movie was apparently just as harrowing and freaky as the movie itself. You know, people were dying during. Uh, the guy who plays the director, the actor, uh, I'll get to his name in a bit, but he died 
after filming before it was released and really yeah there's a lot of stuff going on uh, but she's working on a film called Crash Course uh, being directed by Burke Dennings played by Jack McGowan that's the actor's name that he died uh, I think a couple weeks before it was released so they're filming this protest scene where they're apparently someone is trying to shut down the school and everybody's protesting and I think it's Animal House <laughs> Animal House <laughs> fucking Dean Warmer comes running in again <laughs> Between you and fucking Ernest. I just can't know. Um, but she runs up and grabs the bullhorn and gives this big rousing speech, you know. And uh, as this is being filmed, walking by in the background, we see Father Karras, played by Jason Miller. This was his first, at least first big role. And uh, I think he got nominated. I think he got a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Not bad. First time out the gate. Uh, yeah, I've got it pulled up here, but. I think wow. I think I read something like that. He uh he won a Pulitzer Prize, Good not for, for this. But well, yeah. For, yeah, I don't think you get those for he, this. for writing a play. He yeah, was a playwright. Good for him. He does and a hell of a job. They were gonna they were considering Al Pacino for this. Role. I read Jack Nicholson. Really, and uh, it's probably anybody at the time like, oh, did you know they're? I just yeah. make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, again, most uh, trusted news source, IMDb trivia page. But little known fact, they were considering Jim Varney for this role. <laughs> <laughs> He, he showed up <laughs> with a trunk full of his costumes. And they're like, "You're fired." Pazuzu's <laughs> like, "I'm. I lost track of everybody." <laughs> Wait, who am I on now? Who's this old lady with the fucking neck brace? What's going on with like, this? The dean's like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Like, yeah. you, you win. <laughs> Why is he dressing up like a Mongolian? What is happening here? Does anybody else find this kind of offensive? <laughs> No one else is going to say anything about how he only changes the top that he's completely naked from the <laughs> yeah. waist down. <laughs> yeah. Better movie. No, definitely not better movie. Definitely not better movie. Um, yeah, I heard that it was going to be Jack Nicholson, but uh, William Friedkin shot that down. He's like, nobody, nobody would be able to believe Jack Nicholson is a priest. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Probably not. Especially yeah. 1973 Jack Nicholson. God, he's, him and Al Pacino both be like... Well, no, not buying it. Yeah, I don't know who would, who it would be. I mean, this guy does a fine job as, as yeah, it is. Yeah. So. You don't want someone known for... Like, you're not going to get Robert De Niro in there. He's known for fucking Taxi Driver and Raging Bull at this point. Like, you, <laughs> just, he's a priest. Just nah. Clint Eastwood in there. <laughs> just scowling the whole time. He walks into the room and just scowls, and Zuzu comes out of the girl, fucking runs out the window. <laughs> Why is he wearing a cowboy hat? <laughs> <laughs> Your mother sucks cocks in hell. No, she doesn't. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. Let's, this is be cool. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. He just walks in and shoots the 12-year-old girl. And problem solved. <laughs> That'll be $3,000. <laughs> it's a 44 Magnum. It's a powerful handgun. <laughs> Make my day. <laughs> yeah, shorter movie. Um. So she's walking home. We get the first usage of the theme, the exorcist theme, the little piano. Something bells or something. Tubular bells. Tubular bells by Mike Oldfield. Oh, it is named by Michelangelo the Ninja Turtle because he was like, Tubular. Those bells are tubular. My mom used to have this on vinyl. It was so. Just to fuck with you while you're trying to go to sleep. Like you're, you're laying down to go to sleep. You just hear the music. <laughs> uh, no, it was an actual album. She didn't have the Exorcist soundtrack. She had the album Tubular Bells oh. by 
Mike Oldfield. And one whole side of it's like the the one Iron Butterfly album, Inagata DeVita, where you got all these stupid ass fucking songs, <laughs> and then side B is Inagata DeVita because it's a fucking twenty minute song. Yeah. Same with Tubular Bells. It starts with that, and then you like layers in other instruments, and it becomes like this big fucking kind of synthesizer. Because it's seventies, you know that stuff was still new and exciting. Right. So it just was like kind of his own little crazy orchestration thing he did and they just took the creepy piano intro and used it as a theme for the exorcist yeah. and i grew up in an old house so and it creaks and there actually probably were mice i mean i know there are mice i don't yeah. know about rats but so like when i was a kid and i was watching this i'm like jesus christ it's not a mouse at all it's this is a goddamn <laughs> devil in my freaking <laughs> cellar right now and my dad won't let me sleep downstairs. Like, go to your goddamn room. I'm gonna, pull, I'm gonna play my Mike Oldfield album. Yeah. <laughs> All this is happening. I'm just up there. Just why do you keep wet in the bed? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, we get. She's walking along to Tubular Bells on her, on her iPod. There um, walks by and sees Father Karras talking to another guy who we find out is Father Dyer, and she knows Father Dyer. I was wondering, like, why she just stop and. There's a bunch of other people around. It's not like these two guys are doing anything shady. They're standing in a courtyard. Yeah. Just talking to each other. And she's like, huh? Like, what the fuck do you care? (laughs) Even if you know the guy. Oh, hey, there's my friend, Father Dyer, talking to another priest. (laughs) Cool. Like, what? (laughs) What is it about this that raises your suspicions? (laughs) Two priests can't talk to each other. (laughs) 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 What the fuck? Um, But Father... (laughs) Hide your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, Father Dyer, also weird name Dyer, when he's kind of the only one that doesn't. <laughs> but the actor's name is William O'Malley. What a fucking! I mean, that as Irish as you get. <laughs> it's not. It was a Patty O'Malley. I'd say. I guess, well, all right. I who's to say that wasn't his nickname? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it also makes me think. Uh, going back to Manhattan, O'Malley's. O'Malley's, O'Malley's Alley. Oh man. Because the alley side of that bar just smelt like vomit. <laughs> that whole alley back there smelled like <sighs> vomit. Yeah, like yeah. you go into that sidebar and you're sticking to the floor. and oh, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> That place is disgusting. <laughs> we need a car bomb. Need Was that a vomiting sound yeah. that you just... Okay, yeah. Sounds a lot like a choking on a dick sounds. <laughs> I don't know what your alley experience monkey was. Monkey boners. <laughs> so many monkey boners. Get over here, Pazuzu. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that damn thing over here. <laughs> I've had three Irish car bombs and I'm ready. <laughs> it's like Louis C.K., which I yeah, his his comedy was great. Terrible person. Uh, yeah, but he's like he's like I don't think I'm gay, but maybe I just haven't seen the right dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. What wouldn't Ron White had a whole bit like everybody's a little bit gay. Yeah, when you're watching porn, you're saying you did. Want some tiny flaccid dick? And he's like, no, I want a big, hard, strong cock. Oh. (laughs) Well, that's what I always ask people. It's like, okay, so if I'm watching pornography and I'm watching a guy have sex with a girl, is that gay? Like, well, no, that's not gay. Like, even though there's a hard dick in there, like, yeah, that's not gay. Okay. So then if I'm watching a girl have sex with a transvestite, is that gay? Like, well, yeah, that's gay. He's like, how is that gay? I got two bonus boobs (laughs) thrown into the mix here. It's the same equipment, but I got two more sets of boobs. Like, I don't know. It makes me feel funny. <laughs> it's supposed to. It's porn. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't know. Just run with it, bud. 
Look, man, if it, if it gets your monkey boner going, <laughs> yeah, just that, crank it out. It's I fine. I, said, I don't kink chain. That's whatever you want to do. Just keep your door closed. I don't need to know. <laughs> well, I'm talking about it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. We're still talking to that person you were asking about if porn's gay. Right, yeah, no. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's what... <laughs> All right, so she does get home, and she's like, uh, Sharon's there with Reagan, and she's like, how was your day? Oh, yeah, we did all this stuff, and I got to ride this horse, Mommy. Mommy, can I have a horse? I want a horse. I was like, fucking spoiled-ass fucking kids, dude. I mean, I wanted, like, G.I. Joes and action figures, and this bitch wants a fucking horse. Um, you, they're rich. She's I know, that. but spoiled-ass. I'm just saying, yeah. some, something needs to happen to knock this girl down a few pegs. <laughs> like, like demon possession. <laughs> <laughs> yes That's what it takes I'll tell you what that kid needs <laughs> He needs to be possessed by a demon Knock her down a peg Uppity bitch <laughs> Yes <laughs> We've gone from monkey dicks to horse dicks It's Actually we didn't even talk about the horse I'm the oh, one that's yeah. talking about well, horse dicks Hang on I can't catch my brother Yeah wait what <laughs> That never came up. Uh, okay. Ooh, lordy. Now I'm William O'Malley. Uh, Karis, now Kara's just walking along. A lot of walking. I guess Georgetown in the 70s didn't have their public transportation together. Yeah, they didn't have those little electric scooters. You can run around. <laughs> Fucking bird scooters or whatever they're called. <laughs> Fuck those things. Uh, but he's now he's just walking along. One point. They'll probably take a lot away from the movie if they're just zipping around <laughs> on little electric scooters. Or those fucking hoverboards that people are using. Uh some homeless man asks him, he's like, oh, could you help an old altar boy father? And he just looks at him. Eh, I'm fucking dealing with you. <laughs> um, and then he, he's, so he's going to visit his mom, right? And she lives like in this apartment building. And as he walks up to the apartment building, do you notice this? There's this fucking sweet ass car. Yeah. And his kid's just jumping on it. Yeah. Like, like up on the roof of it. I don't know, what, like an old Buick or something yeah. out there. And they're just tearing it up. And meanwhile, there's like a dude just sitting on the stoop. Like, yep, yeah, that's just that's just the neighborhood we're in. <laughs> At least they aren't killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's hurt. No blood, no foul. Do whatever to that old car. Yeah. I'm like, that car, that's a sweet fucking car. Other than, you know, footprints and a dented hood now, thanks for that fucking kid. Well, it was like great that shit. That car was made out of steel. Those kids could probably jump all over it and it probably yeah. wouldn't put a dent in it. But yeah, I think they was a broken out window, but it's like, yeah. it wasn't all rusted out. No, it was nice. It was a nice car. Yeah. So. I have changed a lot. I don't think watching this movie growing up, I gave two shits about the kids jumping on the car. And I'm like, hey, get out of my goddamn yard, kid. <laughs> Fucking shit ass kids. Um, so he goes and checks on his mama, and she always calls him Damien. Damien. Because he's Damien Karras. Right. Which is also Damien. Who, who names their kid? I think there actually is a kid in my son's class called Damien. I was like, who would, who would name their not child? not the Omen? Yeah. Like, what? Who names her kid Damien? That's asking. You're just asking for it. Yeah, that nothing point. good's going to happen. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but she's, uh, I think, Italian, right? O'Malley. Uh, well, the actress is Greek. Oh, uh, right. So I don't know if she's supposed to be Greek. Because it seems like the, I mean, she immediately feeds them. I guess that's mothers in general, but that seems yeah. a very Italian thing. Like, she doesn't quite have everything about her. She has a leg injury and is, like, basically chair-ridden. Apparently, this is the first movie she was ever in, too. Like, like she Good was, honor. I think, in some plays, but yeah, did, I don't know. They, I didn't I, look I've it read a little it. thing about it. It's like basically whoever found her, they're like, oh, it reminds me of my mom. And then basically everybody else is like, yeah, she reminded me of my Kinda mom. Like my so they're girl. like, all right, well, it reminds everybody of their mom. So this is the lady. Does so. not remind me of my mom, but I guess my mom's not an old Greek lady that listens to the radio. My mom is not an old Greek woman 
either. She no. is an old woman, though. They have that in common. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. She does feed us, though. Yes. Yes. She There's does call me Damien. So I, I don't know why. She, she also was like, <laughs> oh, Damien. 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 <laughs> My name's Nick. Mommy, you picked it. <laughs> you should know this. Um, yeah, but so, like, she immediately feeds him, and then he, like, redresses her leg wound. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta stay off of this. You can't be going up and down the stairs. You gotta, you gotta stop jumping on these cars. You gotta stop jumping on these cars. <laughs> you gotta stay off your leg. And she's like, okay. And they're both like, you're not gonna. They both know. I'll be back here tomorrow redoing this because you keep fucking it up. You're not the boss of me, shithead. Get <laughs> yeah. back here. I created you. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> When he leaves her apartment, though, like she's sleeping in an uncomfortable ass chair. It's like, come on, dude, put her to bed. This is your mom. (laughs) Like, don't leave her there. She's going to be half crippled, already crippled. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she's going to be worse when she wakes up, stiff as could be. Can't even turn her head. Yeah. He like turns off her radio and kisses her on the head and just takes off. It's like, come on, throw a blanket on her or something. (laughs) What a dick. Yeah. I know you're having a crisis of faith, but Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So now cut back to Ellen and, and Reagan playing in the basement. I don't know, sort of unpacking, kind of just going through shit, I guess. Not uh, really she was playing. like making a clay critter or Made something. like some weird orange horse yeah, looking thing. The susu thing. I don't unicorn. know if it's supposed to be a demon thing or what. I, I don't know what it was. Look. It was weird. Yeah. They kind of look like the dude from the Evil Dead 2 when his neck stretched out. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, and she's like, oh, this is cool. And then she finds this Ouija board. She's like, where the hell did this come from? Like. If you're just unpacking stuff, you would know if you had that or not. Or yeah, think- she said that she's like because she asked like, "Where'd you find this?" And she's like, "Oh, I found it over there." So I don't know if it's in yeah. the house already. Could or- have been just left. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ouija boards were actually invented by Milton Bradley, weren't yeah. they? Like they weren't like no, it's not it's like not. some old timey thing. Like he's, he's like, "Hey, oh. this will be a fun game." Yeah, let's make kids talk to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woo! I don't know. I don't fuck around with them, but I don't- uh, we did. We had one, and I, I even have this story in my notes here. Uh, so that we grew up in this old house in Beloit. Uh, big, I mean, everybody, I guess anybody listening who's been to Beloit has probably been to the house because they're friends or family, but like old limestone rock house built in the 1800s. Uh, I've seen it. Melanie pointed it out to me one time when, yeah. when we were driving through town. Um, and it was like the first, <clears throat> I think it was the first dwelling in Mitchell County. First proper one, maybe. Um, so there was a room. We had a piano in it. It was our game room and stuff. But <clears throat> I had the outline of a of a door that used to go outside of the back of the house. And I was just kind of boarded up part of the wall now. But you can still see the outline of the door. And apparently, they used to bring bodies in. And this was like the funeral parlor for town before we got a proper <laughs> funeral home. Nice. So, of course, one Halloween, mom decides, because she has a sick sense of humor, that we're all going to hang out in the dark by candlelight. She put on Inagata DeVita, and we started playing the Ouija board. And uh, so, you know, the big middle section of Inagata DeVita, she's telling me, like, oh, yeah, the drum solos because this dude's buried alive, and that's him pounding on the inside of the coffin trying to get out. And then the guitar starts doing these scratches, so that's, like, him clawing and just trying to get out of this coffin. He's slowly dying because he's buried alive, and we're playing fucking Ouija board by candlelight in a funeral (laughs) room. And I'm just like, this is too much. (laughs) How old were you? Uh, I mean, it had to be like second or third grade. Like, pretty. So you're like eight years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, young enough that that night I slept on the floor of my mother's room. Like, I was not going to be over in a room by myself. <laughs> no. My parents would do shit like that, but then they'd be like, no, go to your goddamn room. Like, our rooms are upstairs. Yeah. Their rooms are on the main floor. And the way that we. I grew up in an old farmhouse, too. 
Arrow, yours is, is not a farmhouse, but mine was a, like out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and like there was no air condition. They had a window unit on the main floor. So there's no air conditioning up oh, there. Oh, fuck that. And then, <laughs> and then in the wintertime, the heat hardly ever went up there. It's just always cold or it's always hot. And we were always like, can we sleep down here? And like, no, go to your room. Oh, my God. So then like we moved out and had, and then my, we started, my, me and my brother and sister started having kids and then they're like oh when they come visit we don't want them being up there and that so they like installed central air and everything fuck you (laughs) the year after i moved out they got a satellite like i just was (laughs) we had like an antenna like three channels i was like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) you suck jesus i should have wished i would have got possessed by a demon (laughs) for throwing you out the window maybe you would have fucking cared about me (laughs) but but yeah so yeah Anyway, every time I see a Ouija board, I just think of the time that my mom thought she was going to be hilarious and scared me so bad that I fucking, <laughs> like, guess what? Joke's on you, mom. Yeah. I got a blabbering idiot of a child sleeping on your floor. See, my mom would be like, go upstairs. You cannot sleep here. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Deal with it. Me and your dad are doing some fucking tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note. <laughs> But Reagan tries to play it. She talks. Did it, did it, did, when you did the Ouija board, did it do anything? Or did uh, she gotten it? Or somebody anything? was probably moving it. Of course, everybody says, I'm not moving it, but somebody's fucking moving it, right? It just, just keeps saying, Nick sucks dick. Nick sucks. <laughs> God damn it. That's the meanest ghost ever. I don't even know what that means. I'm eight, <laughs> eight years old. <laughs> Nick's buried alive right now. Like, this is really taking, this is a long message he's writing. <laughs> um, so she plays it a bit. So she talks to Captain Howdy. Which just sounds like something a priest calls us. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, hey son, you want to <laughs> you want to hang out, with Captain Howdy? How did I wonder? Does she come up with it, or is he like, no, I'm Captain Howdy? Yeah, like the like, board spoke to her. I don't know. She <laughs> just says Captain Howdy, and <clears throat> the mom like goes to put her hands on, and it flies over to no. And like everybody's like, no, that's normal. Like, yeah, like, the thing just flies. Like it's obvious neither of them did it, but it just flies over to no. It's like, why would you do that? She's like, I didn't do it, Captain Howdy. Ha ha ha. You're like. What the fuck are you laughing about? <laughs> that fucker went to no faster than my wife can say it. Like, it was <laughs> no. <laughs> Hard no. Yeah, <laughs> like, damn it, I guess I'll sleep on the couch. What are, what are you saying, Captain Honey? I-V-E-G-O-T-H-E-A-D-A. <laughs> That's, that's very considerate of your wife to at least lie to you. Mine's just like, I don't want you near me. <laughs> I've got a headache and his name's Anthony. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, so then she's like, Captain Howdy, do you think my mom's pretty? And it just doesn't do anything. It just sits there, stone cold. I think that's called negging. Captain Howdy is negging the mom. I don't know what that means. Negging is when you like kind of talk a little bit of shit so that you get them interested. Oh, is that a, yeah. aloofness and then the aloofness? Aloofness or like just being mean. super hot girl that's like obviously all about appearance. You're like, oh, it's, you know, nice shirt. It's brave of you to come out dressed in something like that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, my God, I have to fuck him to make him like me. Can't have someone not like is me. That, does that work? <laughs> I'm going to go home and tell my wife she's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a bit of an art to negging. I don't think you just walk in and you go, bitch, you ugly. And have her go. <laughs> Take me. I like those pants. It'd look better on a hot girl. <laughs> there you go. Yes, classic negging. So yeah, Captain Howdy just doesn't say anything. He's like, Captain Howdy, that isn't very nice. Like, I'm a fucking demon, bitch. Like, what do you what do you expect out of me? 
I don't know if you've seen my statue, but I ain't real picky. I will. Yes. Is that what you're asking? I will fuck your mom. <laughs> I will. I mean, she could get it, but that bar is really low. No, That's I'm like saying. Saying, ain't nothing to brag about. <laughs> see my face. <laughs> it's all ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> Woo. It'd be so, worse. You'd be getting raped by a tree. I guess I don't know which yeah. would be the better demon raping. Or tree well, the tree raping. was kind of demon. So you're demon raping either way. Either way. It's either a f- dick of fire or hard. Hark. Yeah, this is not a win-win at all. <laughs> this is... uh, so, <laughs> oh, I should have never left Stallone's coffee table. <laughs> Best job I ever had, yeah. looking back on it. So much fiber. <laughs> I can tell you have a very good diet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the people that listen hopefully get all... Like, they're like, this yeah. is the first time you're listening. Like, what the fuck is he talking yeah, about? What? What about a coffee table? <laughs> um, so she's putting Reagan to bed, and they have this conversation. She's like, oh, you want to marry Burke? Apparently the mom and the director have a little thing going on. She's like, you're going to marry him? She goes, no, I'm not. Well, but you like him. I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> we were friends. We worked together. She's like, that's not what I heard. She's like, bitch, who are you talking to? <laughs> Who's tra- who is talking my business? Yeah. Sharon? <laughs> <laughs> Telling the shit ass little kid who I'm fucking ain't none of your business who I'm fucking. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so yeah, a whole thing. Dad left. Now she's fucking the director. Reagan wants her to get married. Yeah, cool. I don't. I think uh, it's just to show she's a cute, precocious little kid, right? I guess, or the, her mom's the, horn around, or uh, <laughs> introduce the evil. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the point of it was. Uh, I always just thought it was so we could get a feel for her pre. Transition, so you can see, like, you know, as the mom's going, why is she acting so different? Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And the doctor talking about, did your daughter ever swear? And she's like, no. And I just kind of help lend some credibility to how pure and innocent the girl is. I, I, I take it. Um, but who knows? Maybe we just want to talk about the mom whoring around. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, she's I, a single woman. She can fuck she whoever she wants. she wants to do. Goddamn right. I, I would. Maybe that's how she got the part. Maybe she didn't. You know what? It's none of your goddamn business. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get work around here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's the 70s in Hollywood and I'm a woman. I got to take what I can get, yeah, okay? Yeah. 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 That apparently... <laughs> it Never changed. goes far beyond... <laughs> I can't wait till the 80s when things get better. What? <laughs> you guys don't want to know what I had to do to get on who's, this podcast. Who's, who's Harvey Weinstein again? <laughs> what you, yeah. What you're doing right now. Get on this podcast. No. I just don't know why I got to sit on your lap. Like, you have—I saw you have more than one microphone. Why are we all using the same? I told you that one doesn't work. And what is in your pocket? Nothing. <laughs> monkey, monkey, monkey boners. boners. <laughs> uh, so Karis goes to a bar. Uh, I thought that was pretty weird for a priest. Meets another priest at this bar. They're sitting there See, drinking coffee. Like I grew up Catholic. So like I grew oh up, yeah drinking all the time so yeah I mean everything had booze and the priest it was not uncommon for the priest to be just fucked up like I remember like they'd have like parties at the lake and everybody all the families would always invite the priest to everything and like the priest was at the lake and dudes were like their boats there and people are skiing and this dude is wearing a speedo and like all the ladies like love this dude mm-hmm. and he's just fucking chugging beers and drinking whiskeys and like I'm like this guy pulls so much wool <laughs> like to this day I still think that if you're a good looking priest you could probably get laid so much. Are Catholic priests? I know some are allowed to marry and have sex. Are no, Catholic priests no, aren't. the Catholic priests are not. 
Hey, all you got to do is go into that little booth and say, sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's, there was, <laughs> My when, bad. when I lived in Pittsburgh, Kansas, <clears throat> there was a priest there that was married, but that's because he joined the priesthood after he had already got married. He was like an uh, uh, okay. uh, uh, Episcopal, found, whatever. Found, found God's then, loophole. Yeah, and then and then got in. But that's the only one I've ever met. I, I, I mean, I had classmates whose dad was a preacher, but I don't know what, what sect he was in the, and i don't know what's allowed. changed like there used to be like in the catholic church back in like the 1600s and 1500s the priests used to be able to get married but i don't know i don't know i have no idea there's a there's a whole lot of ins and outs and what have you <laughs> <laughs> more ins and outs than there probably should be <laughs> what have i you know um but i also have a note here when karis goes into this bar rambling man is on the jukebox got a little almond brothers going oh on yeah it's a good one um, so yeah, he talked, he's meeting this other priest and they're both just drinking coffee. I mean, again, Catholics equals drinking period. I don't, so it wouldn't have been that weird to see them have something, but they're just, what's in the okay. coffee. I, don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I could, <laughs> I could Irish that coffee up a little bit, but like there's nowhere else in, in the fucking nation's capital to meet for coffee. <laughs> You're telling me there's nowhere else. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> you can't find Tom Waits at some cheesy diner where coffee's five cents a cup. Bullshit. Probably they're 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 getting a cup of coffee while they're collecting their their mafia money, <laughs> <laughs> you know. money. I don't know. But he's complaining about his assignment. He says he's unfit. He's losing losing his faith. Doesn't feel capable of continuing this assignment. And he wants to be. Which is like off of every it. priest in every movie ever is like pretty much. If well, yeah, because I mean, look at the life you choose. At some point, you got to be like, I have wasted my prime. Probably, yeah. <laughs> maybe i mean everybody has their midlife crisis now imagine <laughs> <laughs> you're a priest dude. Yeah. yeah no uh, man i better be right <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> put a lot put a lot i've sacrificed a lot for yes. this if i'm wrong <laughs> holy fuck this was boring <laughs> um so Ellen's on the phone with this operator, right? And she's all pissed off, screaming at the operator. She's like, don't ask for my... I've given you the number five goddamn times! I like how she's... I've been on the line for 20 minutes. Like, shit, you're on the line anymore for 20 minutes before you get anyway, a recording yeah. or anything. <laughs> like, Listen to that fucking five-second jingle over and yeah. over and over. It's like, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. Now it's like a blessing when they're like, enter your number and we'll call you back Oh my god! <laughs> like, all right, sweet, we'll do that. Hell yeah! That deserves a beer. <laughs> um, but... She's all pissed off because the dad didn't call. And she's yelling at the operator about it. This is like last week. It's a real, I just work here. Yeah. Here's some more butter on your popcorn situation. <laughs> like, ma'am, I can't help with the fact that your husband or your ex-husband didn't call his daughter on her birthday. I have nothing to do with that, all right? This is not my fucking problem. But she's like, I love, did you have to take a goddamn illiterate illiteracy test to get that job? <laughs> Don't tell her to be calm. God damn it! <laughs> she's yeah, she's super abusive to that poor woman. <laughs> like, God damn it! And Reagan's like, like just laying there listening to her, like, uh, uh. <laughs> I, was, I was in a bagel shop trying to get some breakfast one day, and this lady came in. I was in Albuquerque, and this was bad. okay. This was like in the beginning or the later parts of of. I mean, we're still in the later parts. I don't know. We might be in the middle of the pandemic. I don't we're know still where we're at, at the beginning, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I'm in here, and like this lady comes in. She's like, "There's too many people in here." And I'm like, all right, I'm just standing in line. And I got a mask on, and 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 everybody had a mask on. I was like, there's too many people. This is against the rules. That's some pretty strict rules in New Mexico and in Albuquerque. And I'm like, oh, all right, you know. And she starts, and she just starts yelling at me. I'm like, finally, I was like, lady, I don't fucking work here. I just want a goddamn bagel. You need to get out of my <laughs> yeah. face, you know. And also, like, you just walked in, so you <laughs> added the too many people, You're adding to the problem, <laughs> you know. Oh god, she was yelling. I imagine that's what it would be like. Yeah. Except- 
I don't even. <laughs> I don't. There was there was a band, a bluegrass band that used to uh, fucking tour through Manhattan, and they had a song about not being able, like, can't get breakfast at McDonald's because it was like a ten thirty one. <laughs> and can't get breakfast at McDonald's, and he fucking unleashed hell on the cashier, and the kid's like, "Dude, I just work here." And he goes, "Yeah." Even the line in the song was, I know, but I got to yell at someone. Yeah. (laughs) People are are dicks. Yeah. The whole thing about breakfast McDonald's. That's why I'm in a, I don't, what I do for a living doesn't require a very good public service because like, we'll do it. Like I'll be out working on a storm or some people come out like, when am I going to get my power on? You know, and I understand it's frustrating. You're out of power for a long time, especially here in Texas where the Mm -hmm. power grid has absolutely zero concern about anything other than just making money for the people that already have a shitload of money. Right. So if you're, (laughs) sorry if you're out of luck, but you're going to be out of luck for a while. And they'll like come out and they'll be like, "Ah, they'll start yelling. I just turn around and I'll just look them straight down. I'll say, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) And then they speak Spanish. I'm like, nope, I don't speak that either. (laughs) I think you do. Like, nah, you'll never prove it. <laughs> no, just that one sentence and this yeah, one explaining it. Yeah, this is all I know. Okay. I often thought I would like to study it and get to learn it better, but no, here I am, not speaking whatever language you do. <laughs> yeah, I got babble and everything. All these apps. <laughs> um, all right. So the next morning, Ellen wakes up, probably hung over from how much she was screaming at the spore operator, and rolls over and Reagan's in her bed. And she's like, what? What are you? What are you doing here? She goes, my bed was moving. I couldn't <laughs> sleep. And I don't think she even has time to kind of ponder that before yeah. she hears the noises in the attic again. And she's like, God damn it, Carl. Fucking Carl. I told you to get those goddamn traps, Carl. And anybody that has kids knows that waking up next to your kid is not an uncommon like thing. Those little fuckers, as soon as they're old enough to walk, they're in your room. And they don't just crawl into bed usually. Usually they stand staring at you until you wake up. <laughs> Uh, like, and then scream, <laughs> shit your pants a little bit. <laughs> and then they crawl right in there. <laughs> they crawl in. Like, all right, mission accomplished. <laughs> now I'm going to go to sleep and <laughs> kick out. you out of your own bed. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck, everybody. Uh, so she's like, I told you to get the goddamn trap. Now she's going to go upstairs. There's no power. The lights aren't turning on. There's still power in her room because we cut back to Reagan. So I guess the breaker that controls this fucking part of the stairwell that goes to the attic. I guess because her whole fucking house is one giant I didn't spiral. Up trying to turn the turn the light. Yeah, because she there. ends up lighting the candle. Yeah, to go up into the attic. I've only I think it's maybe like I don't know what movie it was. It's one of those Japanese horror movies where some lady popped her head up into the friggin' attic and like looks one way, looks the other way, and it's like, oh, it's all good, and then turns around and there's like a creepy girl there, and I was like, so now every time I go into the attic, I just. Friggin', that creepy girl. I, just, I don't even like. I don't poke my head in. I just barrel in full speed. Ninja sword. <laughs> I'm just going. I, mean, I got a gun. I'm going for it. Got a chainsaw, yeah. gun, and act. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched the remake of Invisible Man. Came out a couple years ago. I don't remember the lady in it, but. Oh, yeah. Didn't have the lady from that. From Mad Men, I think. Yeah, from Mad Men. Yeah. Uh, and so in this one, her husband, it, it's a suit that he wears instead of like yeah. some magical potion like it usually is. Um. So she's like crawling around in the attic and she's like, cause she knows about it and she knows everybody thinks she's crazy. Of course. And she knows he's fucking stalking. She's like, what the fuck? Finally looks back at the open attic door and she just eyes it and grabs, there's like a paint can there and she throws it. And when she throws it, it fucking yeah. outlines. I mean, I mean, I even saw it coming. Then what happened? I was like, <laughs> Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It that was, was a pretty good movie. It that was, was a pretty really intense well movie. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, 
I highly recommend that one. I don't know. Like, it would be really cool to have an invisible suit, and I like to think I'm a good person, but it would be hard to be a keep being a good person <laughs> when I could just go, and I just like to think that I just steal from banks and stuff like that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm probably going to be poking around the cheerleader locker room. And shit. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, you just confess that to the internet. And just I'm just... No. Allegedly. First of all, all, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to have an invisible (laughs) suit. And man, I what's that? Porkies and stuff movies like that. Like like that's that was acceptable behavior when you grew up in the eighties. Oh, those sexual hijinks. (laughs) Yeah, or Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. Rapes that girl. Wait, I mean, she thinks it's consensual, but she thinks he's her boyfriend. Yeah, and he's like, like in hindsight, you're like, I just raped you. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, man, that was good. That's some good dicking. Yeah. You really put it to me there, sailor. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's exactly what she said. (laughs) Um, Okay, so she goes up in the attic with this candle, and uh, it's just weird because it keeps cutting back to Reagan, who's like awake and just laying there all stone-faced. You know, not the happy, bubbly girl that we usually know. So this is like the slow uh, onset of possession. I guess. Uh, so in the attic, she does see the trap. So Carl did listen to her because she was cussing his name, saying that, yeah. I told you to fucking... She's got a freaking candle. Like, yeah. find a flash. Yeah. That candle puts it's out a, no freaking light. You, Yeah, it's the 70s. You have a fucking flashlight yeah. somewhere. But, so the traps are, are set still, so nothing has triggered them. That's not the problem. And all of a sudden, the candle, like, flares up like a goddamn flamethrower. Just yeah. huge flame shoots out of it, and she jumps and turns around, and there's Carl. With a flashlight. Because yeah. he's not an idiot. Because he's not an idiot. He's like, <laughs> see, I told you, no rats. He's like, God damn it, go fucking. <laughs> oh my god. But then it's like you just forget the whole friggin' my candle turned into a dragon thing. Yeah, right there. I know. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck was that all? Did you see that, Carl? He's like, Yeah, get the fuck out of here. It's yeah. weird up here. Like, you keep sending me up here. And I weird hate it. shit. Like, you know what? I fucking quit. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to this fucking staff. They stick yeah. it through. That's it's hard out there. I would, you know, when you're that age, like people, they don't want, they won't hire you. He's like, he's yeah. just happy to have a job. I guess so. At least I'm still serving a purpose. So now there's a scene where the. Uh, this random priest is bringing flowers into church in this morning, you know, set up at the altar and all that. And he sets one down, just turns around to go to the other side and like stops. And then we, you know, then we see what he's seeing. And it's the statue of Mary, just all sort just desecrated. Like yeah. the hands are painted red with blood. And she's got like these Madonna boob cones <laughs> thing going on. And another one down here looks like carrot dick. When fucking Jeff Daniels put it on the snowman and dumb when he sat down here, he he moved his hand <laughs> yeah. to his crotch. <laughs> yes, listeners, in case you didn't get that he, when I talked about he moved his dick. hand from my crotch, put it on his crotch. And then, yeah, it's like a horn yeah. looking. Like it's yeah. it's like a it's weird. Very and they're all re- like, painted red. Like they're they're black, but then the ends are painted red. So yeah. it's like it, there's some there's been some bloody business going on here. But it also almost looked like. I don't know, like if it was actual, like if a demon was doing this or just some dude broke in there, it didn't look like, like if it was a demon or some kind of thing like that, like I feel like they would do a better job, like be yeah. more impressive. <laughs> this is pretty than amateur. A, yeah, I was like, come on, this is just a couple high school kids out here some, fucking around. Some kids with a funnel, just yeah. taping it to a statue <laughs> or something. Kid. Let's put this on the statue's dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Again, like Jeff Daniels, a dumb and dumber <laughs> with a snowman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Reagan's getting some tests done. Now, she hasn't really done anything weird yet. I mean, we saw her sitting there all stone-faced while the mom was in the attic, but the mom didn't see that. Other than that... Wasn't the bed-shaking thing before that? She said that her bed was moving, but 
We haven't seen oh, it yet. I thought, I thought they'd seen that part. Like no. She tried to jump on him or something. That time. Oh, all right. No. Sorry. No, that happened. That does, uh, happens in a bit. Hasn't happened but, yet. But she's getting some tests. So I don't know why the mom would be like, well, let's go get some tests done. I, and I've I never had a brain scan done, but that looked horrible. Oh, like yeah. They're putting needles in necks and, and blood spurting out and yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, man. I got uh, a big old note about that here. But uh, so we get, uh, she's getting tests done. And this is where we get the first flash of demon face that like pops up a lot more frequently as we get closer to the possession, but <clears throat> just this creepy white painted face, which was uh, a rejected makeup test. They thought they would, that would be what Reagan looked like when she's possessed. Yeah. So they did the, the body double is this woman named Eileen Dietz. That's what that part is with that weird, that white face that keeps huh. popping up. That was going to be, and they're like, nah, nah. And they, I'm glad they went with what they went with yeah. for that. But this, so that's just like the, the demon face that appears randomly is, as the possession becomes on, I guess. Um, so it was also pretty much the whole trailer, which if you listen, yeah, I think the trailer's just silent. It's just this demon face like popping up and then they had to ban it cause it was just disturbing as fuck. Really? I yeah. Had to, I had to look that up. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I think they made another one, but this, this but came out in like 76 or something? 73, 73. So yeah, I was, I was yeah. born when this came out. Um, so they're doing something. He's doing the reflex test where you're like, it's almost like a tuning fork, you know, where you hit it against something and it vibrates. Yeah. But he does that and holds it against her. He's like, let me know when you feel something. Hey, Hey, and he does it again. Let me know when you feel something. She finally, she's like, I don't feel anything. Like she's being really kind of bitchy at him and starts freaking out. And then she acts kind of drunk. She's like, da, 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 weaving around the room and falls over. It's like, You've been hitting the sauce. It is <laughs> nine in the morning and you are passing out drunk. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> Goddamn right. And I guess when you're 12, you don't have much of a it tolerance. Yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> it doesn't take much at all. Look at a little amateur over there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid little Little James in her coffee. She can't fucking handle it. <laughs> Tell you what, though. She sleeps. And then I can finally sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the doc meets with the mother and is like, yeah, it's just a, it's a disorder of the nerves. Thanks. Real technical, doc. <laughs> fucking, you sound fucking like earnest when you said that. <laughs> Disorder of the nerves. Disorder of the nerves, not <laughs> Um, So he prescribes her Ritalin. Maybe she's depressed. I don't know. Let's try drugs first. Yeah. <laughs> Great <laughs> fucking doctoring here, dude. <laughs> well, you, you don't pay for advice. <laughs> you yes. pay for her. You pay like, for medicine. She's like, so do I need to see a psychiatrist? No, 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 no. Let's see how the drugs pan out first. Let's try that. <laughs> okay. And, oh, also, uh, did your daughter ever swear? No, no doubt. Not not my sweet little girl. She wouldn't swear ever. Well, <laughs> her uh, vocabulary is quite extensive. She's like, what? What'd she say? I don't even know. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> repeat that. Now, tell me. Give me like one example of something that she said. Uh, okay. Well, at one point during the exam, she said to. <clears throat> Keep my fingers away from her goddamn cunt. And the mom's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. She's never heard that coming from my room. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was asleep. <laughs> um, all right. So Father Karras and, and his uncle, mom's brother, go to visit his mom. And this mental hospital and this place, this place is bleak. Like oh. there, one lady like picking at imaginary bugs in her mattress, and like it looks like she's picking them up and eating them. There's nothing there, but there is to her, you know. <laughs> and uh, they 
we're gonna let them in and the uncle's like nah i'm staying out here <laughs> i can i can see why. <laughs> i'm staying in the waiting room so karis goes in, and they just like open up the bullpen and let him in there with yeah. all these people that immediately come and swarm around him like, which i wonder like do they do that to anybody or is it because he's a priest because he's in I his hope he, that he's he in a, his collar and everything i would hope so. that's not just standard visitation like oh <laughs> your relatives here just throw him in there with the crazies yeah Huh. I don't know. I thought it was like, why the fuck are they just letting him in there? That, that ain't right. That's against some. Even in the seventies, that's against some kind of protocol. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is like, yeah, <laughs> you ever go visit those old mental hospitals and stuff? Like, it's crazy. Like, I know that we. I used to work a lot around the one in Topeka. Like, we built a lot of line around it, and and there's like a grid that's got a bunch of stones. There's not headstones there. It's just a grid that's marked, and then if they have a book that says like, okay, this person is buried here, but it's just like, a, and they didn't mark the graves at all. It's just, if you go to a 14, then this person's buried at that point of the grid. Like it's, it's horrible conditions. Like that's they would just fucking terrible. Yeah, no. And that's not, it wasn't uncommon though. I mean, like, like just, the relatives can't even go, no, we'd like to bury mom oh, and the yeah. family. I mean, if you're a little and, weird or whatever, and then your parents just like, fuck them, send them off. And then they just, you just live the rest of your life in an institution. And then they're like, well shit, it's getting expensive. Keep, taking care of this person. Let's just bury him in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's, that's rough. (laughs) Yikes. Um, yeah. Anyway, he just goes in there and his mom's like strapped to the bed and he's like, mom, I'm going to take you home. I'm going to take it. And she's like thrashing her. She wasn't listening to him. Then she's pissed off. She's like, Damien, why'd you do this to me? Damien, (laughs) Damien. And so then we cut to, uh, Party. Go straight from that fucking creepy scene to a nice house party. Ellen's throwing this big fancy party at her townhouse. The director is drunk as shit. <laughs> and he's following Carl around. You call him a Nazi bastard all the time. Like, corners him. He goes in to refresh the appetizers, and the director follows him in there. He's like, fucking shaking hands with Mangala, you Nazi bastard. What the fuck, you fucking Nazi? Until Carl finally snaps and, like, attacks him. And they have to drag him off each other. Like, dude... <laughs> Maybe you've had enough. You need to leave this poor guy. This dude's just trying to serve hors d'oeuvres, all right? It's just a pig in a blanket. And you're fucking going on about Nazis. You need to calm down. Well, yeah, I guess maybe in 73 years, the wound was still, still fresh. I don't know. I, I guess Carl's old enough. He could have been. It's only 30 years later. Yeah, no. He, I mean, absolutely could have, could have been. Uh, but he, yes. there were a whole lot of Germans that were not Nazis. Yes. <laughs> so there was a whole lot that were. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair point. Fair it's, point. Um, and also there's an astronaut hanging around. So I'm like, Oh, the Gemini program. And we're doing all this Like, This is a party. She's got <laughs> film directors and astronauts just hanging out. Yeah. Eating finger foods. Fucking, <laughs> uh, um, this must be nice to be famous. I guess. I don't yeah. Know, right. right? <laughs> Partying with astronauts and shit. Um, father Dyer is there. Good old buddy Dyer. Um, it's talking to Ellen about Karis. Cause she asks like, who's that guy that you were talking to? Oh, that's Karis. He's the, Kind of a psychiatrist priest, you know, got to keep one of those. And around. he was like a boxer, apparently. Yeah, and then, used to be like, a boxer. Was it, could he been good? Because like the uncle said something like, you know, like blaming him for his mom. Like you could have made money and taken care of her or whatever instead of being Yeah, because they're even talking about, uh, he's like, why Why are you bringing her here? Why couldn't go to an actual hospital? Like, who the fuck's going to pay for that? I yeah. can't. You could have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick. Yeah. Um, and then there's one scene where he's like pissed off about something, probably his mom. And he, you know, so he's at the gym boxing, you know, to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's like, that's a psychiatric head for the church. Uh, man, he had quite a blow the other day. His mother passed away and you're like, oh man, that sucks. But then he says, 
she lives alone, so uh, it was a few days before anyone found her. And I was like, we literally, just the, the scene before this, visited her in a mental hospital. So... Was she back out, back I, home? Then or? we just passed like three or four days of time, yeah. and she died at home, and we just... I didn't get a one week later or anything. I, is this a giant error, or... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm pretty confused by that. Like, we, we just saw it. She's pissed off at him for... The fact that she's in this room full of crazies tied to a bed. I'd be pretty pissed off, too, to be honest. But the drunk-ass director leaves. They damn near have to push him out of the door. And uh, Father Dyer's playing the piano, doing this nice little sing-along. He's like, my idea of heaven is that I'm surrounded by all these hot guys, and I'm the star of the show. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we get it. We really get it. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden, Reagan walks up, and he goes, oh, no, like, Woke up, woke up the kid. know. And they look over and like, oh, okay, we got to put the kid to bed. All of a sudden she looks at the astronaut. You're going to die up there. And then, <laughs> then proceeds to piss on the floor. Right. It's really not a party <laughs> until someone's done. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, so the mom's like, ah, she hasn't been feeling well. Sorry about that. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Takes her upstairs and bathes her. She's like, why the fuck did you say that? Reagan's just stone faced. Yeah. Then say, I don't fuck. He's gonna die up there. <laughs> I gotta explain myself to you, woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clean my piss. <laughs> Shouldn't you be cleaning up my piss right now? <laughs> yeah. I'll go do it again. I swear yeah. to God, I will. Peeing this tub, actually. <laughs> Peeing right now. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the movie. I ain't. That's me. Um, <laughs> so when she puts her into bed, she finally just go, you know, what's wrong with me? And the mom's like, no, 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 doctor says it's just nerves. You take your pills. Everything will be fine. Everything's going to be fine. She goes downstairs, and that poor, poor old breakfast lady on her hands and knees scrubbing up scrubbing piss. Up. Yeah, is that coming out? And she goes, yeah, is it coming up? Uh, I think so. Okay, good. Thanks <laughs> for handling it. harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't, the new rug's coming out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about this one? <laughs> <laughs> Got a whole trail all the way down these stairs. <laughs> yeah. um, so as she's talking to this lady about piss, she hears screaming and thumping upstairs. So it runs up, and this is where the bed That's is. Right. This is the bed. The bed is lurching around, and so Reagan's like, oh, what the fuck? And the mom even tries to jump on, and it doesn't matter. Like, still leaping. And uh, so this actually, Linda Blair injured her back. It was either this or later when she's, like, thrashing, like, full body oh, headbanging that, that, around. That would be where I don't think I could recover from that. yeah. But there were a lot of actual injuries on this. So Linda Blair had a back injury during that. Um, now, Dyer goes to visit Karis, who's just a drunk mess. He has this little, like, Elwood Blues room <laughs> Apartment, yeah. that he lives yeah, in. And uh, he's just hammer drunk. And the guy's like, all right, you're dealing with the death of your mother. I get it. Uh, Which just, I'm guessing that's, that's uh, um, I don't know what you call it. The, like a priest dormitory yeah, or something. Yeah, like essentially. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of puts him to bed, and he... Just going to take the bottle away. And the Karis is even like, hey, stealing's a sin. <laughs> like, All right, fucker. Um, take the shivas. Yeah. <laughs> so as he's passed out, he has a dream about his mother. And she's like coming up out of the subway. And he's trying to scream to her, but it's completely silent. And yeah. she looks at him a bit and then turns around and is heading back down into the subway. And he's like trying to run to her and can't get to his mother. Obviously very... Uh, rep- uh, Pretty obvious dream, I guess, about what he's dealing with. You don't have to work too hard to decipher that one. But here's another cut of the white demon face during that. 
And so now Reagan's back at the doctor cussing him out. I believe she says, get your fucking hands off me, you dirty cocksucker or something, something like that. that effect, yeah. Um, <clears throat> now the doctor's like, okay, so it wasn't the nerves. Maybe it's the brain. She's got a lesion, lesion in her temporal lobe or something. We need to, we need to do this test and, and look at her brain. And, uh, so this is the scene apparently that people were really passing out in. It wasn't any of the demon stuff. It wasn't any of the possession stuff. It was the, the needle, the uh, the, the arteriogram. Where yeah, they stab into her neck and the blood's just spurting. Yeah, and then he like hooks a hose up to it and then takes that back off and it's spurting again. It's like we're not cutting away from any. Nope, not, <laughs> oh, not yeah, cutting. There the whole thing. Just watching the uh, whole thing and just like stay still. So even she's like. Going, uh, Sucks. Uh, yeah, like, just this hold is, still. This, this is gonna is hurt. Terrible. Hold still. Also, the doctor looks like Weird Al. Looks almost exactly <laughs> like Weird Al from the Like a Surgeon video. And I was like, I can't. I can't buy this. I, I can't. I can't get into the scene. Like a surgeon. Hey. <laughs> um, but the assistant that man is a treasure. He is. He's, <laughs> he's going on a massive. I just saw all, all of like 2022. He's uh, fucking everywhere. He's his like life has been a freaking tragedy too. Like his parents passed away. Like, did you ever hear how his parents uh-uh. died? Like uh carbon monoxide poisoning. Like both of them died at the same time on a bad heater or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, damn it. He's like one of the few celebrities. I think all said and done, he's going to be like one of the two that have never had any issues, scandals, nothing, nothing bad ever. Nobody can ever say, yeah. yeah, but he was a rapist. Or yeah, he liked to <laughs> he liked to force people to watch him jerk off. Or yeah, he was nope. He was nope. about as pure as they come. He's like, hey, would you I'm gonna jerk off. Would you like to watch? No? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I'll go, go into the next room. Yeah, no, I'll come over here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to let just, you be involved if you want. Yeah, if you want. If you want. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in the next room, he's here. Accordion sound. <laughs> because <laughs> of course his dick sounds like an accordion um so the bearded man helping weird al out here in the in the <laughs> procedure this man is named paul bateson awful close to bateman <laughs> now this is this is true this is all true he was an actual x-ray technician at nyu medical center where they filmed the scene so he got to be in there he doesn't have any movie. lines he just acts like he's helping out with this procedure, which he does on the regular anyway. So perfect. Um, this is 1973. Now in 1979, he was convicted of the murder of a film critic and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. <laughs> However, he bragged about and was a suspect in the murders of six men whom he said he picked up in gay bars, had sex with, and then murdered, dismembered, and put their body parts into plastic bags for fun. Through 77 and 78. They were known as the bag murders. Uh, investigators believed his story, but he was never officially charged. Those murders have never been solved. And uh, he was released from prison in 2004. So well, this guy in this movie in real life was a serial killer. That's, that is a great story. <laughs> so that's why I was like, and now he's just out there hanging around. So that sounds a lot like Bateman's why I said that. So that whole story revolving around the bag murders was later fictionalized in the movie cruising starring Al Pacino about like I've gay not, culture and I've murders. I've heard of this movie uh, in 1980, also directed by William Friedkin. Hmm. Same director as this one. He's like, I got the inside step on this one. <laughs> yeah, I fucking like, oh, had that. I know that guy. And it's stories like this exactly why I don't go out to gay bars and have gay sex. <laughs> it's the only thing keeping me yeah. from it. <laughs> um, I'm aware of cruising. I've never seen cruising, but I remember in Californication. Remember that show with David Duchovny? Yeah. 
Uh, I never watched it, but I'm uh, familiar. There was one, like, one of the main actors, I don't know which season it fucking was, but he was a gay guy, and he always wanted to remake Cruising. I was like, his goal was to do a modern remake where he got to play Al Pacino's part. So I was like, okay. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, movie about gay bars and murder. Got it. <laughs> Doesn't sound like my cup of tea. <laughs> Pacino's a hell of an actor. Cool. Whatever. But then I was reading this. I was like, okay, so this dude really was a murderer, and that's the inspiration for this fucking movie? Weird. Can you imagine how hard it would be, like... Not not how hard that would be, but like <laughs> like you're just a gay man in the 70s and you've already got straight people wanting to murder you for no good reason. So then yeah, you get a existing. bar where you can like hopefully have a safe place and meet up with people like minded people and they're murdering you too. Like this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> like <laughs> how do I get to have fun? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> just because I like dick, I can't get off. Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> Horrible. We, Equal rights. I'm that's saying right. it. Everyone should be not have to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should be able to have sex and not get murdered. Right. Unless Period. you're praying mantis. Well, you know, that's between the mantis and the guy upstairs. Hey, I, I got no part in that. <laughs> you knew the rules when you entered into that's this situation. Right. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't. I never knew my dad. <laughs> he died before I was born. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So they do this test on poor little Reagan. They find no lesions, no scarring, nothing. Nothing wrong with her brain. So there goes his next theory. And all of a sudden they get a call from Ellen. It's urgent. They got to rush to the house. So they run, they come bursting into the townhouse and they run upstairs. You can hear screaming and crashing and stuff. And this is where she's like doing the full body fucking. Yeah. It's not even head banging. It's like, I felt like I needed to go in for a realignment. Yeah. It was like some severe whip. This is probably where she got her back injury. And so the doctor tries to go up and she fucking slaps him. Anytime she was hitting people, they, that was the same body double, the one that was in paint. Cause they would like poor 12 year old little Linda Blair didn't have enough heft behind her punches to make it <laughs> look like anything. So, um, she slaps the doc and says, keep away. The sow is mine. And then starts like grabbing her crotch, screaming, fuck me, fuck me. Yeah. Fuck me. It was like, yeah. okay, this, this is just, it's pretty intense. This is pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, as it gets worse, the voice isn't even Linda Blair, although she did get nominated for Best Supporting Actress um, for her work until everybody's like, oh, wait, that wasn't that wasn't even her. Oh, OK, well, <laughs> they can't repeal the nomination, but obviously she can't win. So. <laughs> Technical nomination, I guess. I mean, she was lip lip syncing along I to mean, it. She you still know, was. Yeah, I mean, get, but like the voice was, I feel like a 12 year old girl voice wasn't going to be, they're going to no. have to manipulate it one way or another. Yeah, so. yeah. So the voice was done by voice actor Mercedes McCambridge, who at first didn't want the credit because she's like, I, this movie's fucked. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. But then, you know, huge success and all this shit. She's like, so then she ended up suing the studio for not giving her credit. For not, she said she didn't want the credit, yeah. and then she's like, no, fuck it, no, I want, I the, want cre- the credit. I, I did not think it was going to be this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then, like, the director's like, we tried to give her credit. Like, we have no problem giving her credit for her work. She didn't want it. And now like, she's suing, like, what the fuck? It's like somebody's, it's like your son go, like that you didn't want anything to do with, all of a sudden is playing in the major leagues. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's my son. Like, no. Oh, yeah, or <laughs> the, the son you wanted nothing to do with yeah. is all of a sudden John Lennon, he's in the Beatles, and you're like, hey! Hey, son! <laughs> yeah. Remember me? And a water boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Whatever. Boucher. Boucher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Um, I mean, not exactly, but essentially. No, so she wanted to change her voice. So she uh, drank raw eggs, very Rocky-like. I guess drinking raw eggs. Have you ever done that? 
No, no. I, I did it after I watched Rocky when I was a kid. My dad's like, yeah, shit, go to town. Like, I don't, and yeah, we did vomit immediately. No, no, I, I ate them. It wasn't good. I didn't eat it anymore. <laughs> I never did it again. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, but she, like this, like they used to make, uh, like whiskey sours and stuff, like oh, with yeah, the egg whites, like you would, you would yeah, get the, that's right, that's right, and eat raw eggs and stuff all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you'd eat the yolk, but no I don't desire for that. Um, but she did raw eggs. I don't know what that has to do with your voice, but she did that. She chain smoked, drank whiskey. Basically, this lady got down. <laughs> this sounds like a great job. Yeah, just chain smoking and <laughs> chugging whiskey. I could go without the egg thing. I could do without whatever. the eggs, but they keep bringing me whiskey. I guess I'll stick around. Um, and then like when you know later in the possession when they're trying to do the exorcism and she's like straining and all that, they Freed can actually tie her to a chair just to help her like. Strain and get get the actual strain <laughs> While in her she was voice. Actually, like doing doing the voice, the voice recording, huh? yeah. And uh, so she put herself through so much it actually freaked him out. You're the one that tied her to a chair, so don't act like all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. she went too far, <laughs> <Okay>. buddy. <laughs> but when they were then going back to do the TV, yet obviously they knew that at some point it would be on TV, and they couldn't say ninety percent of the dialogue that this little girl has. So he he ended up doing the TV edits himself. He didn't want to call her back in to do it because <laughs> he was so freaked out by it. He's probably pissed off about the. I don't want credit. No, I want credit. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Right. Fuck you. Know you. What? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my credit. Um, so now the doctor is finally like, you know what? <laughs> Get Ernest in here to do yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Put your dick in my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> How about a bumper sandwich, Marin? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the doctor after seeing this, like they sedate her. It's like, yeah, uh, she's heavily sedated. She's probably going to be out through tomorrow. Like we drugged that bitch up. Uh, I have no more ideas. You probably should just go straight ahead and see a psychiatrist now. Like I'm washing my hands of this one. <laughs> Did my best. Good luck. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you ever again. <laughs> so uh, at one point she's driving home and she goes by this big huddle of like cops you know, and an ambulances and all these people at the bottom of this big staircase, just like stairs coming down out onto the sidewalk. And there's all these people around. She's just like yeah. cruising by, just trying to get home, gets to the house. The phone's ringing. Lights are flickering on and off. There's another demon face on the oven hood as the lights are going on and off. Um, and she tries to answer the phone. Nobody's there. And she's like, what in the fuck is going on? Goes up. Reagan's room is freezing. Yeah. Because the damn window's open again. So she goes and closes the window, pulls the fucking blankets over her goddamn daughter and goes and as she goes up to the window, you can hear the sirens and stuff going on below because, you know, this window is right there as we eventually find out. But she goes downstairs. She's like, Sharon, what the fuck? Like, we know Reagan's having some issues. Why would you leave her alone? Because she's just coming back in, you know, right. and Sharon's like, I didn't. I had to go get her Thorazine. I was like, oh, Thorazine. Uh, makes me think Thorazine Shuffle excellent song by Government Mule if you've never heard it I, I hi highly recommend checking out Thorazine Shuffle that song that song fucking rules I've never been on Thorazine but if it makes me feel anything like that song does hook it up <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like no I had to go get the Thorazine so Burke was here I left Burke with Reagan I I, I, I didn't leave her alone but he can't go get it you know like <laughs> Only certain people can pick up prescriptions, lady. I don't know what you want me to do here. Um, so just then, as the mom's like, okay, all right, that's logical. All right, I'm going to stop you on it. This is when the dude comes to the door and is like, I guess you've heard. 
No. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Well, must have been drunk. Stupid old Burke fell down those stairs outside and snapped his neck. I'm like, oh. Now, the DVD I have, this wasn't in the theatrical version, but the DVD version I have, this is when the spider walk happens. So, what, do you rented it on Down the Prime? stairs? Yeah, yeah, I got it on Prime, and I don't... Because I remember the first time I saw it, it was the spider walk, but I don't think it was in this one, no. unless I walked out during it. <clears throat> but yeah, that was creepy when I watched it the first time. I saw the spider... Yeah, so, I mean, they filmed it, and they had a contortionist come in to, you know, bend over backwards and held her up by harness and wires and did the whole spider walk down the stairs thing. Uh, but then Friedkin decided it was a little bit... It was a bit too much too soon. Like, they hadn't been trying to slowly escalate this possession and slowly introduce the demon through like little Brad Pitt fight club flashes on the screen <laughs> and shit. And then all of a sudden uh contortionist walking down the stairs, leaking blood out of her face. It's like, Oh, that went to 10 really fast. <laughs> so really got out of hand fast. Yeah, so he, he ended up cutting it, but it's back in. It's, it's fucking awesome. It, it looks creepy as shit. And yeah. cause the mom gets the news and she's like kind of crying about Burke and happens to look up and you just see like the blood fall out of her face. She's like, what? And then the camera pans over and they're down the stairs upside down. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know I've seen it, but yeah, it wasn't in this one. No. But God, it's like that horse girl. You ever see the YouTube videos of the horse girl that like freaking runs around like on all fours, like oh, galloping yeah. around? Like it, that is unsettling to be watching. It's kind of weird. Do like, like, does she need an old priest and a young priest? <laughs> What's going on with that lady? Um, so now the, they sit Reagan down with the psychiatrist. And I think even the doctor's there because he's like, I want to see what the fuck's going on with this lady. <laughs> like, now I'm curious. Um, so the uh, psychiatrist's like, who's uh, who's inside? Is it Captain Howdy? And she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. She's <laughs> like, are you, are you scared to have this person come forth? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. Well, I'm going to talk to the person inside of you. And uh, I mean, yeah, that's just weird. I'm just thinking of Tobias Funke's book, The Man Inside Me. <laughs> on Arrested Development. <laughs> have you ever watched that show? I've watched it, but yeah. Because he's, you know, cl- closet homosexual and yeah. everything he does is a you So his self-help book is called The Man Inside Me. <laughs> and he can't understand why he's old, like huge success start. at this one. Yeah, a new start. Yeah, all that great stuff. Uh, a- analysis therapist. He's an analropist. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like, okay, so I'm talking to the person inside of Reagan, which means you are hypnotized also and must answer all of my questions. Like, you are an uppity bastard if you think <laughs> this demon is making any- the rules. <laughs> you don't have anything. But he does. He calls Pazuzu forward, and the first thing Pazuzu does is grab him by the cock and balls and <laughs> slam him to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then goes, ass. goes yeah. to try to bite him or something, the and they have to drag it. It did not go well. Yeah. And uh, so here you go, Brandon, as you're listening, this is your nut. He likes to point out nut trauma. And this is <laughs> this is some definite nut trauma. Seemed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> if a demon grabs you by the dick and balls and slams you to the ground, I consider that yeah. nut trauma. And like this, there's <laughs> beds are flying around and everything yeah. in the room is flying around, but everybody's just like, nah, that's not real. Or they're not yeah. believing whoever, you know, it's like, nah, I'm just going to put my dick and balls over here by old psycho <laughs> yeah. and just see how it goes. You know, like, no, I'll be like, I'm going to be in the hallway talking to her from there. Yeah, we're going to do this over the phone or something. Yeah. Like, I'm not going anywhere near this shit. <laughs> Um, so now Father Karras is running laps. Here's where we meet Lieutenant William Kinderman, played by Lee Cobb. Lee Cobb's from a bunch of the old westerns. I mean, he's been been doing stuff for a long time. But I love this character because he's just like he's so random and it's kind of Columbo like. How Columbo's just like I'm just your pal, you know. Ah, but one more thing, you know. What yeah. about this? And so he's kind of like leading you on with questions and in certain ways. Yeah, uh, just the weirdness of Kinderman, but. 
he says he works homicide, wants to talk to Karis because he's a priest and psychologist, so he might be able to weigh in a lot on Burke because I don't think his neck got snapped when he fell down the stairs. His head was completely turned around, like wrong direction. There's a chance that could have happened in the fall, but it's very unlikely. I think someone probably did that. That seems kind of like a ritualistic kind of black mass kind of thing, considering what happened in the church. And Karis was like, yeah, there's probably some black mass stuff that would desecrate a religious church, yeah. statue like that. That that could make sense. So he's just like, shit's getting kind of weird. And then he was talking about like, you know, in California, there was a case where uh, a priest got arrested for not telling the police something he knew. I think it was, a, I guess, it was it the priest or was it a psychologist? Because I think he said like a psychologist. Oh, yeah, a psychologist, was, yeah, yes. Was got arrested for not. And he's like, are you threatening me? No, no, I mentioned it only in passing, only in passing. And he's like, okay, well, only in passing, I could also say it was a confession as a priest, so you still can't get shit out of me. And he walks <laughs> off, and he's like, damn, good one, okay. <laughs> but this is when he, he asked him to go to a movie, and this is where we get Othello starring Groucho Marx, and he's like, what the? What the fuck? That's never happened. What are you even talking about? Um, so he does finally talk about possession at one point. Like, could somebody be possessed? And we faintly hear the tubular bells in the background. Like, oh, they said it. Yeah. Um, so now we got a whole panel of docs, like a room full of doctors all sitting around trying to figure out what the fuck. And poor Ellen is stressed beyond belief. And she's like... Fucking 80 goddamn doctors are the best you can say is I'm sorry. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Somebody do something. And so one guy finally says, look into exorcism. Yeah. Which even then they're like, you know, if if the if the person who's possessed believes they're possessed, even though it's surely psychological, yeah. then, then the exorcism will work. Because know? it's like a placebo, essentially, like right. power of suggestion. They, they believe it so firmly that the only way you got to play into their beliefs and be like, OK, you're right. There's a demon and yeah. we'll get him out now. And, uh, but I would be like, motherfucker, I was on the bed when it was moving yeah. around. I saw the shit flying around yeah. the room. Like, I am beyond this being just her. Yeah. It's, you know. yeah, things are flying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because even when the doctor was saying it could be in her brain, she's like, okay, but how do you, how does that explain the bed moving? It's like, well, you know, spasms. That's in her brain make- if she's Jean Grey. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's like spasms. She's like, no, I was also on the bed, like my weight on it, and it was still lifting off the ground. It's like, uh, brain stuff could be really strong i don't know <laughs> it's good I luck do. lifting the bed when you're laying in yeah, the bed I, I i guess he was trying to assume that she was thrashing so hard or something and i, I, I mean like, i've been known to bang her bed around <laughs> a time or two <laughs> yeah not with ellen bursting's full weight on it i ain't got that much thrust or was she <laughs> um but yeah i mean at that point i'd be like are you sure you're a doctor <laughs> what engage thrusters <laughs> okay so yeah we need to talk about exorcism so now they drive reagan home and the staff's there still carl even takes her and carries her into the house i'm like Hugh, you were some loyal fucking people i mean i know this is a paycheck but there's yeah. other paychecks yeah. i wouldn't I, want to be anywhere near after hell no enough. i am out i'm out already like the <laughs> first time i hear that bed thrashing around and the girl screaming i'm like all right well I'm going to the old Jewish family down the street. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want anything to do with this. Um, so Kinderman's like checking out the stairs, looking around, finds this weird little like clay figure. I couldn't see what it was, but some little like clay figurine thing. And then climbs up the stairs and looks and oh, there's a window directly above him, which that building that they used is at the top of the stairs, but it's about 40 feet away. So they had to like build a fake wall for the shots from the, from the hmm. stairway to make it look like it was close. Um, 
So he goes inside, sits there with Ellen, and asks, like, was Burke in her room that night? I, I have no fucking idea. I wasn't here, you know. Well, he seems weird to me. He is doing his Columbo thing. It yeah. seems, seems weird to me that this guy comes by for 20 minutes and he leaves a sick girl all, all alone. I, I, it doesn't add up. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but also, he's like, yeah, I think there was another man here because somebody really fucking strong snapped this dude's neck and threw him out of a window is, is what I'm thinking. So just ask her, you know, ask her. And she goes, why, why would I ask her that? <laughs> he has one of my favorite lines. Well, I mean, if uh, certain British doctors didn't ask, what's this fungus? We wouldn't have penicillin, would we? <laughs> so take that, you bitch. <laughs> like, fucking, get the fuck out of my house <laughs> yeah dude yeah and then he does this fucking thing well, he finds some more clay figurines at the window he's like is this your daughter sick like, yeah she likes to make stuff so now he's like oh <laughs> well that okay this is really fucking weird so you're telling me a 12 year old girl did this shit yeah. like there's definitely something tied together for some reason one of her figurines at the bottom of the stairs where this dude was dead so I don't know and then uh, it's a hard sell though with that 12 year old yeah, girl it really <laughs> is but Apparently she's strong enough to throw a bed around with a full-grown adult on it, so <laughs> that's her brain. It's all in her brain. <laughs> um, and then he asks for an autograph for his daughter. She's like, sure, okay, yeah, what's your daughter's name? I lied, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dick. Um, so as soon as he leaves, like the second he walks out, the screaming and the noises start again. She's like, God damn it, I can't get a fucking break. You know, and he... She goes and opens, and when she opens the door, there's like all her records and everything whirlwinding around, around, shattering. And this is where she's. This is the crucifix masturbation scene. Oh, it is not a gentle. No, masturbation. she is not gentle with herself. <laughs> uh, blood everywhere, yeah. and she's screaming, "Let Jesus fuck you, or let see Jesus fuck you, or let Jesus let, fuck you, let Jesus let fuck Jesus you, or something fuck like you. something." It was. I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, that ain't right at all. Oh. <laughs> ain't nothing right about what's going on right here. <laughs> and now as an adult, I'm like, there ain't nothing right about what's going <laughs> this on. Is not any better. Um, so this is one thing I do remember from the book because it's a, some girl masturbating with a crucifix, but it, it was way more. I think she breaks her own nose and like mm. completely tears her face and ends up orgasming from it even. So there's that. Hey, I'm like, not going king shame. shame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a line. <laughs> there's a line. So, but then she like throws the crucifix and grabs the mom's face and shoves it oh, into her yeah. blood. It's like lick me. It's like okay, this. <laughs> this. What am I? And right here, this, when I was finishing the movie this morning, this is when my doorbell started going off like crazy, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I had to pause it, turn the TV off, because if it's a kid selling cookies or something, <laughs> open the door and be able to see this girl with a bloody crucifix shoving her mom's crotch in her face. I was like, "There's no way to explain this away." <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I'm, you rang you rang my doorbell, bud. Yes, <laughs> you came to my house. Yeah. I'm still calling the cops. That's what the fuck. <laughs> I know it was just my coworker dropping off homemade tamales. Thank you. But still, awkward time. <laughs> awkward time to show up. And so uh, she slaps her mom and she goes flying across the room and hits the wall. And so the scream and the paint face that she makes was real because they had her in a harness and a bunch of people on the end of the rope and yanked it really hard to make it look like she got... Slaps so really hard, right? Slammed up against the and wall. so she actually slammed up against the wall and uh, injured her spine, like permanent injury <laughs> from this fucking thing. A lot of a lot of bad shit in this movie. So the staff tries to come running in. God bless them. 
best yeah. best helpers in the world. Good people but, to keep around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you keep those people. And so she moves the the chair moves on itself and like shuts the door and sits in front of it. And then like this big chest of drawers comes sliding across, like Beetlejuice. The furniture's coming alive yeah. or something. Comes sliding across and almost falls on the mom. And she like crawls out. I think this is when mom realized like, holy crap, it was her that killed. Her. Yeah, like <laughs> okay, if you could do shit like this, like I felt how hard you hit me. Maybe yeah. there's some. And then she has the. This the the head spin. I mean, this whole scene from the crucifix bit to this, where the head spins around backwards. Was that was that at this, this part? I thought that was one. with the priests there. No, it. Uh, I think there's another one oh, there. They do it again. <clears throat> but the, the the head spins around. She's like, "Do you know what she? Do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter." And it's like, "Oh, yep, that pretty much takes all uh, all suspicions away. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that my daughter's insane and murdered that guy. That's uh, not cool." Yeah. Um, so she goes to meet with Karis and like her face is all bruised up and she's got, I mean, she's got the, the battered woman. Yeah. The, outfit, the, the big glasses <laughs> the and the, huge yeah. glasses and the head wrap and everything. And it's like, okay, I want to talk to you about exorcism. And he goes, oh, what? no, nobody, nobody does that anymore. Just forget about that. Like I'd have to talk to the church. I'd have to go way up the ladder. Somebody have to like the 1600s it. or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Um, and she has this fucking breakdown because he's like, you need to talk to a psychiatrist. She's like, I've talked to every goddamn psychiatrist in the fucking world. And they sent me to you. You're going to send me back to them like Jesus Christ. Uh, she acts the fuck out of this movie. The mom. Yeah. Ellen, she's amazing. There's just so many scenes like when the uh, cop leaves before the shit upstairs starts. But like just her locking the door and her whole face changes. And like she's an excellent job of communicating the stress that this poor woman is yeah, going through. No, and I don't know if my kids were possessed by the devil, how I would work, but I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I got to kind of think that their behavior wouldn't be all that different. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that, that sounds like your struggle, buddy. I don't know. So Karis is like, well, as a psychiatrist, I can come visit her. Not as a priest. Not a, like I'm not talking about any of that, but as a psychiatrist, yeah, I'll come talk to your daughter and see what's going on. So he goes in and they've got Reagan tied down. Right. She's like strapped to the bed. And so she's like, I think at this point, that's not, <laughs> un- <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> seems like the least you, you can just do. beat the shit out of your mother. You're, yeah. You know what? We're going to harness you a little bit. Um, so he's like, with, or Reagan with, with kind of the demon voice, like ask him to undo the straps. Yeah. You know, would you kindly undo these straps? And, uh, he's got the green shit all over her face, you know? And, uh, all of a sudden quotes the homeless guy from the beginning, you know, could you help out an altar boy? Exact same voice and yeah. everything. And he's like, what? Oh, okay. That's a bit weird. And then it's like, Hey, your mother's in here with us. You want to leave a message? He's like, uh, okay. This, this is getting weird. We said that. Tell me, tell me your maiden name or whatever. If you're yeah. a demon and then he, she doesn't respond at all. No, makes a door open, a drawer slide out and he shuts it and goes, do that again. She's like, ah, vulgar display of power. You know, I can't do that. Well played. Well played, demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bringing up the mother though, he's like trying to keep stone faced, but you could tell he's like that hit him a bit. I mean, demons know. Demons know how to cut you to the core real I quick. Would assume <laughs> it's <laughs> it kind of their, their job. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of all they do. Yeah. Um, so then the projectile vomit scene, which was Anderson's split pea soup. I, had, I, heard, I always heard it was pea soup. Pea soup. It's got to be, in my mind, just as bad as vomit. I don't know. <laughs> Probably no difference. Yeah, God. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to hit Karis in the chest, but apparently they had a little too much oomph behind it, so that's why it splashed into his face, and his reaction was legit. That was not <laughs> acting. That was, I just got vomit soup in my face. <laughs> um, so before he leaves, he's like, uh, 
did Reagan know that a priest was coming today? She's like, no. Are you sure? Because he wasn't dressed like a priest. Because he wasn't he was dressed like normal... a priest. He was there as a psychiatrist, right? Yeah. And so she was calling him father and all that. It's like, how the, okay, so how the fuck did she know that? That's pretty weird. Um, so he goes again. There was a, he asked another question too, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think is if if she knew that his mother had died, and oh. if he had told her, and she said no, why would I tell her? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> fucking know about you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So somehow she knew my mother's dead, and then I'm priest. That's interesting. So then he comes back, and as soon as he walks in, Reagan goes, "It's an excellent day for an exorcism," <laughs> which that's a fucking tagline. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's how you end your trailer <laughs> right there with yeah. that line. Um, so he has a tape recorder and he's recording him this time. And that's I, what I say every time I walk into the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me in the bathroom after a night of drinking. So he asks, all right, if you're a demon, what, what's your name? And she replies, le plume de ma tante and laughs. That, that translates to the pen of my aunt or aunt. I guess, but pen of my aunt, which is sort of a, a little joke here. This is how hilarious this movie is, okay? Um, this was a phrase they had in in French textbooks, you know, like you always have those worthless phrases you got to learn, you know, the, the libraries on the left, the monkeys in the tree, the chairs <laughs> at the table, you know, just to kind of teach you words and verbiage and stuff. So the pen of my aunt was a, a phrase, and it has since become like, it's been considered the most idiotic, most worthless thing ever. Like, when the fuck? What, what is the point of the pen of my aunt? And so now it's become a kind of an idiom for shit that doesn't matter or shit that's worthless. So when he asks what's the demon's name is, it's basically saying that doesn't fucking matter. I had no idea. Yeah, there you go. They're, they're sneaking French idioms into this movie. How about that? <laughs> the pen of my aunt. The pen of my aunt. Hmm. Yep. Um, I just moved my own notes. Now i got to find this again. So... Yes, there it is. Now, he gets out this little vial, and she's like, what what you, what you got there? What's that all about? And he goes, oh, the, this? The, what, this little guy? What, this what, little guy right here? Don't you worry about that. I don't worry about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, nothing. Just holy water. And starts, like, doing the, the splashing and the sign of the cross, and she's freaking out and everything. And uh, speaking in tongues. So, of course, he gets the microphone up close, like, oh, right. this, this is what I wanted. This is what I was going for. And uh, he goes down and talks to mom. He's like, yeah, just even suggesting it was holy water made it freak out. But it, it's just tap water. It's just, tap like water. just regular as water. He's like, yeah, but have you drank the tap water? This is Flint, Michigan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is some nasty shit. Um, and I think he says that that doesn't help the case. Like if a demon would know the difference. So the fact that just suggesting it made her freak out kind of makes me think there's, we're not really dealing with a demonic possession here. That's what makes you think or makes him think. That's what he was saying. Right. That. He's like, even it, though it, everything else that has happened. Yeah. And no. he's still like, oh, no, I don't know. The drawer thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, knowing, knowing the mom. mom like, and, yeah. Uh, speaking in tongues and uh, all that. Which if it's just blessed water and he's a priest and he says it's holy water, then yeah. shit, I don't know. Take but him the, at his words. Demon probably would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Or the demon's manipulating him. Could be. Playing into it. So now he's making him look crazy, too. I don't know. Um, so as he's talking about that, Ellen finally like word vomits goes, I think she killed Bert. I got to tell somebody you're a priest. I've been carrying this around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as good a person as any to fucking, I got, I, I can't, I can't hold this burden anymore. She killed that dude. Pretty sure she killed that dude. Yeah. He's like, Oh, and that's, that's interesting. 
So he goes, listen back to the tapes with, I don't know, some language specialist or something. And the guy's like, oh yeah, no, that's just English. Backwards. Backwards. You know, backwards English. <laughs> like, like you do. What's <laughs> the uh, Little Nicky. <laughs> when they're playing like, Aussie Aussie records backwards. And oh like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, man always came straight. And then he pulls out a Chicago record. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> but it's that's not like it's like Satan. Satan. <laughs> Oz, man always played it straight. Yeah. <laughs> so when they play it in reverse, we get uh, Reagan screaming, "I am no one." Well, not Reagan, I guess, Pazuzu screaming, "I am no one," and then screams out Marin a bunch. So, uh. Got, still got a bone to pick. We're still pretty pissed off about that bit in Iraq. Right. <laughs> Pazuzu and George W. Bush got, the, got this big score to settle. Yeah. Uh, um, and George Sr. Well, he's it was, the one that got started it. It was Sr.'s grudge that right. W. Oh, was yeah, trying yeah, to... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I missed it. Yeah, I picked that. No, I'm here <laughs> Got now. it now. I'm yeah, here. Okay. <laughs> now, back in... Uh, There's a lot more shit to follow here than Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. You just came along at a really weird time. <laughs> Um, so back up in Reagan's room, uh, Sharon takes Karis up there. You know, somehow Karis comes back. Mom's nowhere to be found. It's just Sharon. And she goes like, All right, come here. Reagan's like actually sleeping. And then I kind of undo a few buttons on her shirt and you can see her belly. Yeah. And the words help me appear on her stomach. And that's a pretty cool effect. So I was reading up on how they did that. They made a foam latex replica fake belly oh over belly and then they painted it with this cleaning fluid and then the chemical reaction kind of made it bubble hmm. and then they filmed it and there you go uh, it studio was, trickery there, yeah, there you go <laughs> fake demons pretty easily all you need is a little latex a <laughs> little, little, little uh, cleaning fluid I, it doesn't tell us which cleaning fluid. Maybe to keep us from reenacting demon, demonic possession. You got to make sure we get the right one. I don't, I don't see myself trying to reproduce, <laughs> that, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I I am guilty oftentimes of laying in bed and every time my wife comes in saying, "I got a demon for you to <laughs> <Okay>. exercise." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was I was just thinking you could recreate this if you know you wanted to have a really authentic Halloween for your kids one year or something, and you no you went. You went straight to Pound Town. Oh, yeah. It's a demon. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Demon's Halloween. It's not This is not Ernest. This is Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> demon's in my semen. Always comes back to it. All right. So now he's finally going to the higher-ups in church. He's like, okay, I mean, I was skeptical, too, but... Uh, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Um, we really... No, we, we got to... We got to do an exor- a real exorcism. We need a really, 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 real exorcism. I like how, and he told the the mom, he's like, oh, yeah, since they haven't done that since the 1600s or whatever. And then he goes into there to the cardinal and stuff, and he's like, yep, shit, yep, we got it. We'll get on yeah. it, no problem. Oh, yeah, we'll call uh, Marin, and he did one like 10 years ago. <laughs> he didn't ago. say anything to, about Marin, about like any of the how stuff. How the demon's about calling, the demons calling for him. You think, like, well, if that's the one he wants, we probably should get someone else. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, fuck, let's, uh, yeah, Marin, he ain't so busy, he, is he? He said he did one 10 years ago, almost killed him. Let's send him back yeah, in it there. Took him a month. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, took, <laughs> it, him said, it took him a month, almost killed him. Send him in. He's older, <laughs> probably more feeble. Let's get him in there. Because fuck that guy. That's yeah, what he said. Basically, <laughs> he's dedicated his entire life to us. Yeah, let's kill him. I think no. he wants my job. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Coming for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like he even even the priest, which I don't. I mean, I've heard priests say "damn you to hell" or "damn" like in that, but 
this this cardinal's like, yeah, damn near killed him. And I was like, can you can you say that? Sure, why not? Also, you always hear the setup, wrecked him. Damn, damn near. near. <laughs> I never just, just the punchline. Never line. heard the word wrecked him without having yeah. that in <laughs> no, my head since right? I was like eight. So yeah. I first heard it. It's, it's like, like when you come into a scene in a movie and they're like, and then I said, yeah, but what army? And everybody laughs. Like you come in at the very end of a joke. That's what we got here. Damn near killed <laughs> him. Damn near killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking priest. Anyway, this demon. <laughs> so Marin gets the summons, right? He's just walking along this trail and basically out there enjoying what he thought yeah, was his just, retirement. Just writing a book, being an old guy, enjoying yeah. nature, walking along. And all of a sudden he gets served. Yeah, that's how hard these exorcists are. That dude's only 43 years old. And look at how rough he is. Like, that is a hard life. It's not easy. Not a, <laughs> not a life expectancy for exorcists. Hmm. Um, yeah, and as soon as he gets handed the piece of paper, because it, it truly is like this guy comes and finds him on this little trail and like hands him. It's just like yeah. being summoned to court. Like, you got served, but instead of court, it's battle with the devil. Like, this message will... De- <laughs> like self-destruct. Mission, yeah, seconds. self-destruct. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm holding on to it because I'd rather get blown up by a piece of paper than fucking face Pazuzu again. Uh, apparently, yeah. I would. Old enemies. Yeah. Um, so as he gets the paper, we cut back to Reagan's house and you can see like the, the demon face kind of smiling. She's like, oh, good. It's, it's all coming together nicely. <laughs> um, so as soon as he gets to the townhouse, he gets out of the cab and we get the cover shot. The, the movie cover, the poster, the, the iconic... Light coming down from the window, yeah, shining cab, him. Cab drives off. He's there, yeah. Yeah. standing there in this beam of light. Um, this is a recreating a recreation of Empire of Light. It's a painting by Rene Magritte. So they kind of took that to recreate the scene. Uh, this is the second time that, that artist Rene Magritte has been on our show. He another one they uh, in Bronson, Tom Hardy's the prison movie Bronson. He painted a guy at the end and recreated one of Magritte's paintings. Good, Com- good common to theme. know. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. Is it? Yeah. Also based on a true story. He uh, gets arrested for knocking over a corner store like 60 bucks or something. But he's so violent. Like he keeps fighting guards and shit and he ends up spending his entire life, most of it in solitary confinement. But like hmm. the most dangerous prisoner they've ever had is all for robbing a fucking gas station. <laughs> So it's basically like Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, he just constantly beat people up. And you know, like, he gets naked and rubs butter all over himself and bring it on. The guards come in. They can't get a hold of him. He just fucking punches the shit out of everybody. Is that, that's the naked scene with Tom Hardy in it? Yeah. I don't think I've seen that movie, but I think I walked in on my wife masturbating to it. (laughs) Well, he was pretty jacked. I mean, he, he was like bigger than Bane jacked. He was Fucking massive and naked. Guy, I don't know. It's hard to not like that guy. I yeah. don't know why. Like everything he's in, he's like pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, Did you ever see him? Did you ever watch uh, the Peaky Blinders? No, I haven't. No, that show. It's a good show, but he he plays like he's a, great. a Jewish crime boss in that one, and he's he's pretty fucking good. He was even the one where he played like two twin brothers that were criminals. Yeah. I don't remember what that. I don't remember the name of it, but that was good. Hell, he had a whole movie. It's just him in a car, yeah. talking on the phone. Even like the Venom movies, which aren't, I haven't seen the second one. The I first one, not that great, but like he's pretty good in it because you, like he's not like your normal, like I'm a hero, here I am. Like he did not have his shit together like the whole no. time. Like he is acting like somebody that that would kind of happen to. You're <laughs> like, like, what is this thing doing to me and why is this happening? And uh, I mean, he was good enough in it that I'm going to go see the second one knowing that it's going to be terrible. Yeah, I haven't heard good <laughs> things about it, but I am going to watch it. Because there wasn't anything good about the first one. <laughs> here we go. I'm still going to go. Um, yeah. Shout out to Tom Hardy. And how do you improve Mad Max? 
Tom Hardy. Because oh, Fury Rose Fury Road was amazing. Awesome. Like there was like a 90 year old dude that's t- tearing the tickets at the movie theater when I went to see that <laughs> yeah. movie. And which it's a sad state of affairs when you're 90 years old and you can't enjoy your retirement. You yeah. gotta stand there and take a ticket from getting someone to fight yeah. demons and tear tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like he was like, Have you seen this yet? And I'm like, No, man. And he's like, It's awesome. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, all right, dude, I'll take your word for it. When I first went to see it, I'll probably end up telling the story again when we finally get to it in the rewatch, but me and my boss, we like took days off of work and we sat there and we did uh, Mad Max, Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. But he looked up drinking game rules for each one. <laughs> and we just sat there drinking beer and Irish whiskey. I vaguely remember starting Beyond Thunderdome, but that's kind of where it gets dodgy. <laughs> and then I remember his girlfriend got off work and then drove us to the theater like we were we were responsible <laughs> about it. I vaguely remember sitting there and I had a large popcorn and I dropped it all over the floor. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I can get refills. And I went back, got a new popcorn, came and sat down and immediately dropped it. <laughs> They're like, Jesus, this guy spins out some popcorn. <laughs> and I just sitting there and this cartoon gag level of mountain of popcorn covering my feet. I was like, nope, that's it. Oh. I'm done. I'm done. I, just I, might, like, <laughs> I can't remember what it movie was so it was. Terrible. I ended up going back. And then loving it so much. I think I ended up going four times in the theater, three of which I remember. But yeah, I, I went with a buddy and I, it wasn't a very good movie. I think it was Justice League. I think we went to see that or something <laughs> like, no, no, I think it was Suicide Squad. I think that's what okay. I mean, the no, first one, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like I went with my buddy and he's like, yeah. So we took a couple flasks and the whiskey and I was like, I'm sitting there in the theater and I took a big old pull off of the flask is Jameson in it. And like something happened at that point. Where I like sneezed or laughed and shot Jameson out of my nose, oh. and then just spent the next twenty minutes trying not to die, like trying to get the Jameson out, like oh. it's burning, like it was horrible. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> All right, back to the exorcist now. Um, so he walks into the townhouse, starts his introductions. You know, hello, and all of a sudden you can hear Marin from upstairs because the Pazuzu knows. It's like. <laughs> Uh, giving Karis a little pregame, little pep talk, right? It's like, okay, don't ask any questions because it's just going to lie. Don't, don't fucking. <laughs> and I actually wrote it down because I love what he said. He said, the demon is a liar, but he'll mix lies with the truth to confuse us. Don't listen. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, damn, man, this demon is the GOP. This- <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> makes perfect sense. Um, uh, just mix enough truth in with it to convince people. That that's just, exactly that's it. just manipulation. That's, that's not like it's not only just demons. That's, that's everything. Uh, apparently, that's just evil. No, um, they're yeah. It's like they're going to attack us psychologically. Just, just don't don't fucking listen, man. Just uh, trust me. I've done. I don't know if you noticed before I even said my name. I was calling from upstairs. Like. Yeah. I know what I'm doing here. I like I like how he's like, don't listen. But the only thing he didn't listen to was the part that he says, like the advice. So, yeah. <laughs> don't listen. Okay, don't listen. I cut that. <laughs> Do you? Good. I I'm not listening to you. Yeah, no. Don't listen. Good. I wasn't. <laughs> Wait, well, what? <laughs> now let's do this. Cool. Um, so they get up into the room, and it's, of course it's freezing. Like you can see their breath. Uh, the set they did here had four AC units just for this little room set and they kept it below 30 degrees. Yeah. I said that like is so that just for that breath so that when they're breathing, it looks genuine. But well, that poor, Linda Blair's in there in a freaking little light gown, yeah, just night gown. freezing to death. Um, apparently like some mornings they'd show up to start filming and there'd be snow 
like because of the moisture from their breath and everything like <laughs> and it collect and it has like its own weather patterns in there and there'd be snow <laughs> on the ground <laughs> inside this room uh, um so he starts out with our fathers and reagan hawks a big old loogie in his face and he just without even missing a beat just takes his glasses off off and wipes it on like yeah. <laughs> she's like he's been in a glory hole or two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like flicking her tongue out it's like in the background like, yeah, yeah, yeah the priest, like, <laughs> she's, she's back there, like, it reminds <laughs> me of the, in the, <laughs> the the landlord in uh, Kingpin it <laughs> <laughs> isn't about good sex that makes you gotta crap <laughs> We have to do it in a couple weeks. Man, work on your. You, you really knock something loose in there, champ. <laughs> she needed an exorcism too. She got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as they're doing this, she like screams out, "Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking cocksucker!" <laughs> and uh, apparently, like those. It's, the- and it's uh, it's funny because the whole time that all these horrible things, it's like. And I know that Linda Blair wasn't saying them, this 12-year-old Linda Blair, yeah. but she was at least lip-syncing a yeah. lot. Like, okay, so now you just got to make it look like you're saying, put your cock in my ass, you, you cocksucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I think she did say it, and then they just... Probably, the, yeah, the, just the, saying it. Uh, <laughs> uh, dialogue over it, the ADR. But, yeah, because the first time, or first scene they were filming this, uh, she started doing the cussing and saying, oh, listen, like, Fucking freaked Max von Sydow out. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he saw the script, but I guess just innocent little girl, like probably all cute on set. And then as soon as it was actually like, motherfucker, cocksucker, like, oh, <laughs> stop it. Uh, yeah. So he keeps reading. The bed lifts up, starts kind of lifting off the ground. She's like gnashing and being like a rabid dog. And Karis is just like, <gasps> fucking stared, just scared stiff. And Maris is like, hey, or Marin, not Maris. He's like, dude, hey, you got to, you got to part in this. You know, I, I say something, you got to do a response. Yeah. Like, it takes yeah, two. He wasn't participating in the prayer, <laughs> but he's just like, which I would probably be too. Like, Jesus Christ. What, what the? I mean, it was, I knew it was bad before. <laughs> what is going on? Like, this was terrible, and now we're poking at it. Like, <laughs> you yeah. leave the beehive alone. <laughs> um, That's, oh, you're not going to fuck her in the ass? <laughs> I mean, okay. she, she told, are we not? It's a 12-year-old girl. Don't be sick. <laughs> I told you not to listen, didn't I? Oh, that's what you meant. Fuck. Okay. He just puts his earphones it. on. He's just like back there listening to Fleetwood Mac. Like, <laughs> wait, what? You need, oh, we're saying prayers? <laughs> and the prayer the prayer isn't, you'll never stop the chin, never stop the chin. Um, so yeah, now he's instead of doing basic prayers, he starts like "Get out!" and I curse you and I damn you to hell and commanding the demon out. And so the ceiling fucking cracks and stuff's falling over. Yeah, doors are breaking. Doors breaking that and like all this crap. And we get here's where we get the power of Christ compels you fourteen times. They scream this. Yeah, and it's kind of become such a. I, I mean, like. like a part of pop culture. I yeah, guess it almost is weird when you're you. watching it and they keep saying like the power yeah. of Christ compels you. Like I get it guys. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah. Again, like we were talking about always when Dr. Evil's chair freaks out in the second Austin powers, <laughs> old priest and a young priest, <laughs> the power of Christ compels. You. Anyway. So she fucking hits Karis in the face and knocks him over, shakes the room and that knocks father Marin over 
Like, like, I wonder what her mom's doing downstairs. Like, is this all like, is it sound like an earthquake is happening upstairs or is she just down there? Like, has, yeah, it has to be. She's probably sitting down there drinking, just like, oh, oh, God, God, damn. Going on? I hope they, I hope this works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to financially recover from this. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that fucking spinal tap we went to earlier. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that bearded guy was kind of cute. Maybe. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she knocks them around a bit and then she calms down like everything, the bed floats back down and she lays back and they're like yeah, tying this bitch back up we're putting these the bed didn't float up did it she floated yeah. up she did after like oh yeah the bed was going during the prayers and then she fucked them all up and then she was floating up off the bed because she broke this yeah she broke, broke the, the straps bonds. and so they put those back on like it didn't work the first time maybe it'll work this <laughs> makes, time makes me feel better i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i guess i get that yeah i just I, I would feel a lot better about this if you were restrained you know, so uh, they go outside, get their bearings a little bit, sit on the stairs for a while in silence. Like, yeah. Ugh, yeah. Marin is like, he looks, he's like, man, this is, I do not want to go through this again. Like, that's yeah. a guy that has been there and is not ready to go <laughs> yeah, back. You know? But I took fucking oath and they <laughs> told me I got it. Paris so. is just like, fuck, man, this is fucked up. <laughs> like, 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 new I, guys yeah. puking in the corner. <laughs> 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 so Maris takes his meds. Uh, they go back into the room because she has her own little bathroom, right? He goes in there, take his, takes his pill and... Like bright gold fixtures. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's so gaudy. Like, that is definitely in Trump's yeah. bathroom. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> this pro- that's where this was filmed. No. <laughs> um, so he's taking his meds and getting ready for round two, and Karis is just standing there staring down. But instead of Reagan, at first he sees his mother sitting in the bed. And then it turns back into Reagan, and she starts talking, damn me, why'd you do this to me? The same thing she was saying at the mental institution. And so then he freaks out, like, you're not my mother, and screams, and Marin's like, dude, look, I told you not to listen. You gotta gotta get out of here. You can't, I can't have you in here if you can't keep your shit together, dude. Like, you need to leave the room. You need to to remove yourself from the situation right now, because you are not helping anything. (laughs) Just just step outside. Go sit down there, have a nice little bourbon with mom. Just go outside and think about what you did. Yeah, (laughs) Let the adults take care of this. And so now I got to do this solo. No call and response prayers is going to take twice as long. Thanks a lot. (laughs) So he goes downstairs and starts talking to Ellen. And for some reason, Kinderman shows up. Lieutenant comes back to yeah. the door. They open the door, and you just see his face. But then it cuts back upstairs. Which, Karis was that while Karis was still downstairs. Yeah. Oh. And then he goes back upstairs because it gets really quiet. Yeah, he's like, "I'll oh, fuck." And like, see what's going on up there. And goes up, and there's fucking Father Marin dead on the floor. Yeah. And Reagan's like sitting against the bed, just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got it. So that's when he's like, "Okay, well, prayers ain't gonna work. All I know is boxing." So. Here we go. And he just starts punching the shit out of this fucking girl. (laughs) Okay, so, well, I don't know. I don't know what the CPR, it says CPR was invented in 1960. So when when Karis walks in and Marin's just laying there and he pulls him back and he checks his pulse, he's like, oh, fuck, he's dead. You know, instead of like doing CPR, he just starts beating the fuck out of him, like uh, hitting him as hard as he can in the chest. I believe they were called precardial thumps and that quickly got taken out of the equation. But yeah, he just fucking... Mankind fucking fist slam into the chest, yeah, which I mean, I get, it might work, you know, but it didn't. It didn't no, work. In it did case. No, it didn't. No, which even if you do CPR properly, you're still usually break, break ribs break or something. ribs and stuff. But yeah, so yeah, beats the shit out of this poor little girl, and it's like you know, fucking take me, you know, screaming at the demon. So demon's yeah. like, well. Enter me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I said they're wrong. No. <laughs> I said, come into me. Oh, that didn't mean any better. That definitely not any better. 
You know, there's really no good way to say this. <laughs> Finish inside me! <laughs> God damn it, that's not good either. <laughs> Pull out of the... Wait, whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How many awkward ways can we summon demons out of children? <laughs> I don't think there's a non-awkward way to at all. Um, so, so Pazuzu does. Leaves... Uh, goes into Karis, he goes kind of deadite face for a minute or two, you know, yeah. like you see his, and then he like fights it off long enough. He kind of turns back into his face just long enough to leap out of the window and down the stairs. Yes. Down and, these and massive. out of the window, he does. He does, <laughs> yeah. like head first. Lands shit. on his head and then down the stairs. All the way down, hitting his head on each stair all the way yeah. down, pretty much. <laughs> and so it's pretty- like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when they were filming this, apparently like some other people that lived around were charging five bucks so you could sit there. Yeah, like <laughs> go up on the roof and, and watch. And watch they said that they covered that whole staircase with like rubber for the for the I think it was like man. an inch and a half thick yeah, rubber. Was, on the the stuntman had to fall down it twice before yeah. they <laughs> before they got it. It's like uh, You're not hitting your head enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh you're looking like someone who means to fall downstairs, and that's <laughs> the opposite of what we're going here. He meant to do this. <laughs> like, we don't uh, want you to. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's his plan: was take the demon into him and then kill himself. It seems it was effective, although yeah, it it's a demon. Like yeah. if the demon can leave the little girl and enter mm-hmm. him, then why? What keeps the demon from leaving him and entering whoever's right up to him? Uh, yeah, did it have to be invited? Somehow yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't was invited, invited into Reagan. Into, yeah. Uh, or even if you, you know, it's not like whatever movie it is where you die in the game, you die in real life. The demon just goes back to hell. It's like, well, guess I'm trying again next year. Or yeah. Whatever. Like, I mean, everything I know about demon possession, I learned from little Nikki. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> he goes back and then he's like, ah, I got to get back up there. <laughs> or uh, what was that Denzel Washington movie fallen where the oh, demon just the one where jumping just, from people yeah, to jump person? from person to person. Yeah. But that seems like kind of what it was doing here. So, like, I don't know what would keep it I don't know from- if it's because the physical contact or how, but yeah, because he's laying there and out of nowhere, Father Dyer shows up. I guess he, he was I, just I'm hanging out around the corner. I'm starting to think that maybe he hangs out a little bit too much outside of that house. Yeah, like, he's yeah. got a weird thing he's going. He's always right there. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, oh, hey, conveniently, I'm right here. And he just, like, grabs his hand and asks him, you know. Gives him his final rights. Gives him the, the last confession. rights. And are you, are you right. sorry for all that and everything you've done? So this guy did try to commit suicide. Now, he did it for pure purpose, but it's still suicide. I'm pretty sure that's a big old no-no. In the Catholic Church, yes, that is. But I don't know. He was still alive. He was still alive, but and he still tried And if he asked it. forgiveness for what he had uh, done up to that point, and then that he was... Included. He then, I See, I don't know. Good. Like if, if he did die, if, this, if his plan worked, could he get up to the gates you know, for the judgment and be like, yeah, I know suicide's a no-no, but I needed to get a demon out of this girl and... Like, I, yeah. come on! You would think you would reason. think that there is a, that sacrifice, but then that's also that's yeah. martyrdom, though. And the Catholic faith, you get sainted for that. Well, so, but you don't kill yourself. But you're when not you're supposed to kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but you do things that lead up to yourself getting killed. So I don't know the answer of whether he went to one imaginary place or the other imaginary <laughs> place. <laughs> I don't think a lot of that was going through his head at the time. It was more. Uh, I got to say, I, I obviously don't know the procedure. And that guy's dead, so this is all I got. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> this is my only option. I don't think he was feeling like he had a whole lot going for him at that <laughs> no, point. No, he, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I wish I could have been there with 
with the hotline number and been like, listen, bud, we care. <laughs> let's, let's work through Don't this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Um, yeah, everybody's rushing up to him. Father Dyer gives him his last rites. And he's shaking. Father Dyer's shaking. We were talking about this before. Uh, so when he was filming this, he couldn't get believably shaken enough, I guess. And William Friedkin was like, no, God damn it. Do it again. You know, got tired of all these other takes. So finally he looked at the uh, William O'Malley, you know, he's like, do you trust me? He's like, sure. And he fucking slapped him in the face really hard and goes action and started filming. So this poor actor just got like clocked, <laughs> clocked in the face. and had <laughs> Probably just testosterone or not testosterone, but uh, adrenaline yeah. flow. And so, yeah, I could see that. And now he's like sobbing and shaking and stuff because he's got decked in the face. <laughs> I don't know. I would just be like, all right, we need to shoot this like first thing in the morning after I'm a been on a bender. And then I'm just out there like, oh, <laughs> like, he looks really miserable. <laughs> that's, that's, believe, that's the best acting I've ever seen. <laughs> um, all right, so there's that. Now, we do get an epilogue, a little uh, kind of tying up loose ends. Ellen is moving them the fuck away from this place. Just I, who And who wouldn't? Uh, yep, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to get far away from here. I know demons can go anywhere, but it just makes me feel a lot better to be nowhere near this goddamn house ever again. Um, and, of course, Dyer, because he apparently lives on the bench at the corner of this place is always at the still there at the house. He's like, I've been here. He walks up. And like, actually, you know, I just hang out to give last rites because a lot of people fall down these <laughs> stairs. Like, it's, it's like once a week. Yeah, like I'm just here trying to do, do the Lord's work. <laughs> There's another priest out there pushing people down the stairs, just drumming up business. <laughs> um, so he asks and how Reagan's doing, and she's like, oh, she doesn't remember any of it. It's like, okay, well, good. I mean, good for her, so she can still be a kid and not have to deal with the fact that this just happened. How do I have all these scars in my vagina <laughs> yeah. from cramming a crucifix into it? Oh, uh, yeah, so Reagan does come out, and I mean, her face is it looks looking scarred. better, but scarred yeah. up, and... Which, like I like I said earlier, it's like her lips. Like that's the, almost the part that bothered me the worst through the whole movie. Is like her lips look so chapped. Oh my God, someone someone put some Vaseline on her lips or <laughs> something. She looks like she's in pain. Like, what hell, this poor girl. <laughs> um, so she does. She looks. Uh, it gets introduced to the priest that even even if she had remembered, I don't think that Dyer ever crossed paths. Like he wouldn't have I ever met there. her yeah. ever. But she just sees to watch those priests though. They'll- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know that my kid knew you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Um, so she sees the the call. I think I'm hanging outside your house all the time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ew. Um, she sees this caller and, like, gives him a big hug. Uh, I, she's like, I don't know why, but this comforts me. I feel a lot better with you around. And that, I guess I'd be understood. Somewhere, there's a little part in there that does remember. Like, I wonder if that conversation ever comes up, like, later in life. Like, oh, you remember that time and. When we moved when you were 12, yeah. like, that's because you're possessed by a demon. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, what? <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why you can't go out late, you little shit. <laughs> that's why we are very religious now. Yeah. Very. Uh, I have seen Exorcist, too, because Linda Blair's back, and she's still struggling with Pazuzu in that one. I don't remember how, like, if it was a repossession or it wasn't, like, he didn't actually leave or I, how they talked about it. I think I saw it, but it had been. It's not bad. Or it's not good. Most of these movies that I watched, I watched, like, in the summer times at my local grocery store, they had, like, 25-cent movie rentals that weren't new releases. So, oh, right, like, yeah. And so, like, my brother and I would go in with a couple bucks, and we'd just, like, shitty movies. just get all kinds of movies. And so that's how, like, Critters and... Oh, I love Critters! <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah I love that one, too. <laughs> um, I remember Exorcist 3 brings Father Karras back, because he doesn't ever end up dying. 
he didn't end up dying? Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. And at least in the storyline in the third one. Hmm. You know, as far as this first movie is concerned, yes. But then the third one, like, actually, no, he didn't. Here he is. With it. He's just been living with it in this, like, a is padded a room. Good, is the third one good? The third one is good. The third it? one is creepy really? as fuck. I remember, I don't remember what year it came out, but for some reason I was, like, walking home, like you do in a small fucking Midwestern town. You know, streetlights are on, so that means it's time to get home. Yeah. And I had just watched Exorcist 3, and all of a sudden one of the streetlights goes out. <laughs> and I just start sprinting. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm getting home right fucking now. I am out of here. Um, scared the shit out of me. So <laughs> Ellen tries to give Father Dyer the Karis's necklace that I guess. I think St. Christopher, I think it might have been. I'm not sure. Yeah, which, it was torn was. off like during the some point. I don't know. But she's oh, like, he, like right after he took or right before. It was while he was trying to tell him the, the demon to enter him. Softly. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, take and off his. He, yeah, I think he took it off, tore it off or something then. So that there wasn't anything preventing it? Yeah. But he tries to give it to Dyer, and Dyer was like, nah, you know what? You you keep that. You go <laughs> ahead and uh, you you can have that. <laughs> um, So they drive off, and R- Reagan's waving out of the back window, and he's yeah, like... it was Christopher. I looked it up. There you go. Um, He looks up at the window one last time, and here comes goddamn Kinderman. Everybody's just hanging around this. I mean, I guess... That was... A, that was full on demonic possession that went in right there. I'd probably walk by every once in a while and go, God damn, that, 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 that that's a fucking crazy place right there. You know, like, I can't believe like, just to make sure it still exists. Like, okay, that really did. All right. I'm not insane. I can't fucking believe this went down. Uh, but Kinderman walks up and this is again, like, Hey, if you, I got two tickets to this movie. He's like, what is it? He goes, it's fucking another Shakespearean thing, but it's starring Lucille Ball. <laughs> And the guy goes, oh, yeah, I've seen it. And they both laugh. I was just like, oh, this stupid cop and his fucking imaginary movies. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's really not even a cop. He's no, just he's like an <laughs> insane person that walks around <laughs> asking people to go see movies. Like, I'm just going to start doing the same yeah. thing. Like, hey. Yeah, it's uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil with uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> what? Actually, I, I kind of want to see that. Yeah, let's go check this out. Uh, no, but he goes, I've seen it. And they laugh. And then he's like, if you had lunch and they like, yeah, they go arm in arm. Like they lock elbows yeah. and then just walk down the street. It was. Yeah. Credits. <laughs> I don't know. Cause yeah, I was here when you were finishing yeah. the movie. I'm like, why are they locked arms right now? Like, Going to, just well start skipping. Yeah, go, <laughs> essentially going down to the diner to get a fucking Salisbury steak or something. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Actually. Um, I do love Salisbury steak. <laughs> and so then, yeah, credits and uh, tubular bells again. That creepy fucking piano. Yeah. Is it? No, it's not piano. It's bells. It's, it's tubular well, bells. the tubular bells come in towards the end of it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, you could listen to it. I'm going to drive home. It's it's a long... I'm not going to. Because <laughs> he, he even says it. Like, he hears his voice as he introduces new instruments like a synthesizer and then there's a little chip really? synthesizer is playing so <laughs> then at the very end you hear tubular bells and it's just the big bong 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 just like playing this melody on this massive bell it's like great dude I could have done without you fucking <laughs> so it's like a it's like just him introducing yeah like, introducing him just talking like dire straits being like <laughs> yeah, yeah or it's like the, the fucking producer at the recording session was like okay all right, guitars come in, and they just <laughs> yeah. left it in the track, you know, <laughs> or something. Was that it was weird. Aerosmith was always like a guitar. Oh, <laughs> and, and everybody in the eighties, fucking every Poison song. <laughs> Give it to him, CC. Okay. Yeah, like, well, that last album was pretty good, guys. But when when you kicked in with a guitar, nobody knew what it was. So <laughs> this album, we're gonna start with guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's.
that's what oh, that is. Shit, fuck, that sounds good. All like, of their uh, fan mail. I appreciate you announcing the guitar solo. Yeah, was, I was always confused with what that. What was wrong with the accordion in the first album? Like, was like that wasn't an accordion. That God was just weird it. Al masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> we get a discount on the studio if we let him do that. He's just always in the corner. Just you guys want to watch? No. All right. <laughs> then look away, fuckers, because it's my studio. <laughs> yeah, you came to Weird Al Studios. I don't know what you expected. <laughs> <laughs> Shit did get weird. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the Exorcist. <laughs> if you I want. feel like Weird Al and the Exorcist are like locking, like that just goes together. <laughs> like peanut butter and cocaine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, a lot like that, actually. Um, okay, so uh, thoughts and and rewatchability and uh, and all that. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't watched it in a long time, but it, man, it is it is when I watched it, it scared the shit out of me. I didn't want to go to bed in my room. My parents made me. <laughs> of like, uh, it's a it was a scary movie, and it's still a scary movie. Like I was watching it last night, and it's still a pretty creepy movie. So yeah, I think if you want a, a, a classic. It's not like it's gory. It's gross no. in some spots, but but yeah. And if you want to scare the shit out of your kids, then make them watch it too. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't work. want. Oh, they don't want to go to church with you. <laughs> Show them this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it is. All it's right. like two hours. I mean, it's and it's not like some like if I'm just flipping through the channels, it's not going to be one I stop on if it's halfway no, through. No, no, no. But if I'm like, man, I feel like watching a scary movie or introducing. My older kids, I probably wouldn't do two young kids to yeah. a scary movie. I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, this was, for quite a while, the only scary movie that I actually could enjoy and, and watch. Because it's more on the suspense, kind of mindfuck level of it, instead of gore or murder or psychotic. Like, it's not Jason running around hacking people up, or Freddy in your dreams, so great, now I can't go to sleep. Uh, not that demons also aren't just as scary, but I, I don't know, it was wasn't uh monster and fuck you fucked up kind of scary. It was like, Oh Jesus, that's just unsettling. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be hanging out on Sunday, scrolling through. Oh shit. Exorcist. Yeah. Cool. Pee during commercial breaks and all that. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> no, definitely not. But, uh, highly rewatchable, uh, considering circumstances. Yeah. Halloween or someone's like, like my niece is just old enough where she wants to start getting into scary movies, and so this would be this would, this is one. It's always fun. Sure. That makes anything that makes makes good Christians clutch their pearls though is good too. Like like they would sit and watch a thousand people get murdered and be like, oh, that's no big deal. But but if you are raping yourself with the crucifix, that's <laughs> I am not Christian in any way, shape, or form, and even I'm like, oh, okay, that's uh, it's a bit much. Yeah. It's, uh, but I mean, and, and rightfully, it's a little girl. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. There's definitely a lot of that, but no. It's... And this dude wrote that, like, it was a boy. The story that inspired him to write this book, he changed it to a girl, and I was like, oh, you know it'd be really fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Let Jesus fuck you. Like, what is wrong with William Peter Blatty? Here's what we should, this is the question nobody asks. It's probably because in the 70s, having a dude ramming a crucifix up his ass would probably have been way See, too much. See, I don't think, I don't know that was, because I also read there was a book about the real story. Um, I can't fucking remember what that was, but of course, after this came out, it was the story that inspired The Exorcist, you know. And I remember reading that, and I don't think there was any crucifix masturbation, masturbation going on in that. 
That well, was good. that was purely William Peter Blatty's brainchild. <laughs> um, very effective, creepy device. Uh, but I worry about his sanity. Um, <laughs> if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter at their watch party. You can email us at the rewatch party at gmail.com. Uh, tell us your scary childhood stories. Would you have to sleep upstairs in a fucking air conditionless thing? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Tell, you know, tell us about your childhood traumas. Um, meantime, that does it for us this week. You can join us next week as we sit down for what I think might be the scariest movie of all time. The Expendables. Fucking <laughs> old Stallone. <laughs> Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony, and thanks for rewatching. The, the thing I have with that quote or them saying that is, is your, your mother sucks dicks in hell, which would mean that there are dicks getting sucked in hell. So hell doesn't sound all that bad. Next week on The Rewatch Party. They are the world's greatest mercenaries. The only life they've ever known is war. The only loyalty they've ever had is to each other. Put the four on the left. Why don't you take the two on the right and leave the rest? You're not that fast anymore. Oh, here we go. The only thing faster is... Light. Exactly. We'll see. Well, I got three pieces of work. Two will walk in the park and one to hell and back. So, we are working for the agency. I gotta recon this island first. The only thing you need to know is the job's real and the money's real. Give this job to my friend here. He loves playing in the jungle. Right? Right. What's his problem? Who's that the contact? Follow me, please. People who fight back are killed. Now you have a dying place. Maybe you can help. I don't think so. How you I'd leave. What's wrong with this picture? Everything. We don't have the manpower, the firepower. We'd be dead in the water. Great. They got a small army. What do we got? Four and a half men. <laughs> That's so funny. It's not easy being your friend. We will kill this American disease. I promised myself I'm gonna die for something counts. People live for terrible times, but you must believe you can survive. Ten seconds, you won't believe what's gonna happen. What happened to you? I got my ass kicked. You're welcome! Every one of us is expendable!